Web D is gone. I'm into some kinky stuff. What? D Snyder Radio. I told you. I'm a kid. D Snyder. Woo! Where's my autograph book? Okay, stop talking. Get in. Sit down. Shut up. And hold on. Can I please say one more thing? Ladies and gentlemen, D. Let's play. to the fold, my brother. What do you mean? It just dawned on me that this Sunday is your first Father's Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. I never thought I'd hear myself say it, but I actually said the other day, you know what? I think I want an electric razor for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear from now on, bro. What do you want for Father's Day? Oh, that tie with the electric lit up Eiffel Tower. Uh-huh. That'd be nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawaii girl yeah. shakes and wiggles. That's <laughs> nah, good, man. It's yeah, good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but this is the first official one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michelle had her first Mom's Day this year, right? Yeah, she did. That's cool. Yeah. I never even think I asked you what you did for, for Mother's Day. Uh, I don't think I remember. I'm sure it was something that nice. Yeah. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, well, you don't remember? It means they smoke pot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Had a fatty. For Mother's in Day. In the hot tub. <laughs> a fatty in the hot tub for Mother's Day. I don't remember. <laughs> it's all a haze. I it's all some, a haze. I did something nice. I just don't remember what it was. The only problem with being a dad on Father's Day, when you got a father... It, and I'm not saying it's any kind of like wishful that he wasn't around or anything, but just you got to like figure out how to juggle it. You know, because your family wants to treat you as the dad you are. Same time, you got to treat your dad mm-hmm. as the dad he is. Mm-hmm. So you got to try to figure out how to cover both bases. So you can wallow in your moment of glory of being a dad. Same time, scurry on over to your dad's house and uh, treat him properly as well. Yeah. It's a little bit tough juggling. I haven't figured out exactly what I'm doing this Sunday yet. Suzette asked me, so what do you want to do on Father's Day? And I'm like, uh, I just want to do nothing. You know, like a good excuse to do nothing. I know, Dark Side, that's what you do every every Sunday. <laughs> Pretty much. But me, <laughs> very rarely did I do nothing. So there's something going on for me. But you got to figure out, i got to get over to Dad and hook up with him. Maybe go out for breakfast with him or something like that. Beth, you heading over to your dad's? You go over there every Father's Day, you do the right thing? We have young a lady. big, really big family get-together with aunts and uncles and cousins on Saturday night. So, oh. sort of the Father's Day recognized. Now, is it Father's Day? Sundays. Is it, is, is no, 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 no. I mean, but is it, the, is it a Father's no, Day? No, it just happened to fall on this Saturday this year. We do it every year. Yeah, my brother Frank... If you're listening, Frank. He used to do like a uh, have a, a 
Father's Day get-together. I think it was my brother Frank or my sister Sue, or maybe they switched off or something. But it kind of killed, you know, multiple birds with one stone. Everybody would get together, and so, you know, all the fathers would be, have their asses kissed, and we'd see our dad and everything like that <laughs> at one time, which is kind of good. Nick, so in honor of Father's Day, you're going to uh, keep a safe distance from Longmeadow this Sunday, or what? <laughs> No, I'm, I think I'm going to go to my house with like 10 t-shirts and just let my dad have at it, you know? Like Radio 104 t-shirts? Yeah, just rip them right off me, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let it all you know, out, you know? If I was your dad, that would be a sweet gift. <laughs> yeah. I am thinking all this time that it's been shirts with buttons he's been ripping. He rips t-shirts clean off of you? Yeah, t-shirts. Well, that takes some strength. Well, he's a maniac sometimes, you know? <laughs> it's, it's an adrenaline thing. No, but that's kind of cool. Say, Dad, Dad, yeah. you know, you had your fill of me, so go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just stand there like Kevin tearing off shirts. <laughs> you should put all ten on at once. <laughs> so, like, you know, he pulls one and just keep tearing yeah. away. So, yeah. <laughs> That's that you're, you know, I missed, <laughs> I was so absorbed in the whole Father's Day celebration, I missed my cool segue into Sean's choice. And what's going on here? It's a good choice. Yeah, I do like this song, Dave. You, right? Oh, I do too. It's a great I do song. Too. I think everybody's feeling like it's time to make up the death a <laughs> little bit with the abuse you've been taking. <laughs> it's better than that rocker that Dark Side took yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone wrote in, Dark Side Dave's, I want to let Dark Side Dave know his song sucked this oh. morning. Hey, hey, Bono is singing. It's old school. From a guy, we'll restart the song. Okay. From a guy who says he likes Slayer. He plays some mellow junk. I just can't see the connection. Yeah. <laughs> okay, start the song over there, Sai. So Seriously? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got to. <laughs> Come on. Remember the video? Red Rocks of Colorado. He's got the flag. And he's marching in place like a little soldier. It was Listen very to the impressive. words, Dark Side Dave. It's a very serious and poignant song. Your name's Gay Falker. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go, him. Mr. Sound Effects on D-Sider Radio, Radio 104. Gently down the stream, merrily. It's kind of like a little round thing going there at the end. <laughs> they thought overlapping. Mm, it's cool. <laughs> it's not a radio. It's Radio 104. Oh, God, I feel like I'm on my rocket sled to the vacation. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this. It's, I don't know. Is anybody else getting that feeling? Or is it just me with these fabulous weekends I'm having? Well, not all of us jet off to Europe for a couple of days for the weekend, so... Well, who's stopping you, Lockwood? <laughs> Lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at the schedule going, I'm going to, it's like, it's like every, you know, it just goes from now until D-Day. Mm -hmm. And D-Day, I head to the home, go over to Germany, three days in Germany, come back and shot out of a cannon. <laughs> and, then, and then it's vacation. I think it would be comatose by the time we get to our vacation now. Mm. And I need it. I mean, it's only 17 days till D-Day, people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And counting. 17 days till D-Day, minus seven. That means 10 days to the deadline for the song parody contest. And we got a new one of those to play for you today uh, by a band called Chainsmoker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's actually a band. Friends of yours, Nick? No. <laughs> 
I'd like to meet him, though. <laughs> and I'm curious, if it is a band, how do you share the grand prize if you win? I was thinking of win. that, too. I guess you just well, have it as a community property piece. Okay, let's say, we know it's a, uh, a C2 GTS. If, say, there's four people in the band, it does C3, and you can somebody can water ski behind. <laughs> <laughs> you can be like, I don't know. The banana splits or Josie and the Pussycats. They do stuff like that. They, they share things. So uh, we're going to play a uh, song parody that was sent in. Another one today in a little bit. Also, later on the show, we've got our first snide remark. Now, is this a, a winner that we're going to play? Snide yeah. remark? Yeah. People who called in with letting telling us how D Snyder Radio has affected their lives on our Snyder Remarks voicemail line at eight six zero seven two three six zero seven one. Did I do it? Was it right? Yes, you did. See, I just I don't if I think about it, I screw it up. But if I just let the mouth go, which is what I do usually on the show, everything's fine. <laughs> I get in trouble when I start thinking about things. That's the big problem. We also have Glam Slam Metal Jam tickets to give away. Now, I know there's many of you who enjoy hearing the old school metal bands, the hair bands, and um, there's a big show going on at the Meadows this weekend. Not this weekend, it's Friday. And I will actually be in attendance. And I am uh, scheduled to get up on stage with Poison. So basically you have the number one and a representative of the number two hair bands of all time on stage at one moment. Uh, and capture that magic. VH1 so should I'll be, be there, there to film that. That's huge. D it's a big event, huh? I think so. I'm going. You think so? Well, then let's have make it a, a webcast. <laughs> Send it out there. Hey, speaking of webcast, why is it that there are other radio stations that are capable, I'm not saying our radio station, but our corporation, Clear Channel, I'm finding out there are other radio stations who are dealing with the same issues with broadcasting on the on the internet and have already rectified the problem where they broadcast their shows and then it blacks out when the current when they go to commercial break. Well, that's why, probably why can't we do that? an issue to take up with somebody higher than the folks in this room. <clears throat> I'm going to have to, but yeah. I just found that out that there are people doing that. I'm sure I've heard a st station saying that they're broadcasting, yeah. Yeah, I think what what our um uh, money grubbing uh, corporate, you know, heads are trying to do is they don't want to do that yet until they figure out a way to put other commercials in those mm -hmm. blacked out spots. I think I read that somewhere in some some little sheet of paper that came down the pike. It said something about well, they want to replace the commercials with other local commercials, so they'll figure it out. Anyway, but that bummed me out when I heard that that that's already other radio stations are already doing what we've been unable to do. Sadly, also we've got uh, oh. Oh, we've got some um, a WWF prize pack to give away because we've got a, a cool trip to King of the Ring, which is happening down in uh, New Jersey. I don't know the dates and stuff, but I'll give you that later on. It's this weekend, we isn't it, Nick? Um, it's the, I think it's the 23rd through the 25th. Yes, oh, it is. Oh, okay, yes. so next Yeah, it's not this weekend, so yeah. give a heads up. The actual event is on the 24th at the Continental Arena in New Jersey. Yeah, we're going to give away a prize pack. Each day this week on Friday, we'll do the grand prize drawing. It'll be the, the usual played fair, ground transportation, hotel accommodations, and, and tickets and all that stuff like that, which is kind of good, especially if you're a WWF fan. Uh, so we've got a lot, a lot, a lot to do. News, all kinds of things going on. 
people still talking about that guy. See, I don't want to talk, call him by his name anymore. I just want to eliminate him. Who? I, I don't even know. Oh, 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 okay. okay. That guy who okay. killed all I, those people. I thought you were talking about Nick. <laughs> no. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> we just want to refer to Nick as that guy from now on. Thanks a lot. There's <laughs> no name. Put me in that guy's category. It's really, it's really good. I'm sitting here trying to do a show, and I've got my idiot crew arguing on the instant messages. <laughs> <laughs> Having like, and I mean, it's like this real intellectual exchange. <laughs> well, well, in the beginning, it was business, and then there were some insults thrown out, and then Psycho Dan just kind of threw his hat in the ring at the end. A silent fight just broke out on the instant messaging system, Beth. It's like ludicrous. Uh. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's not distracting when I see these yellow yeah. things flashing yeah. up. In the place, by the way, where I'm supposed to get my information. So I'm trying to do a show, and I keep looking up to see stuff like, Hey, dude, you spelled faggot wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no problem, really. Just, just have fun, guys. Knock yourself out. I thought in the meeting last week we decided that because the instant message works so sporadically, we're only going to use it for actual important information. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not let the proper spelling of insults. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need to talk to some people about that. Yeah, we yeah. certainly do. Okay. So uh, we're going to take a break since I can't get a flow going. And we'll come back with a recap from yesterday's show. Uh, entitled, and I don't know where the hell this comes from. He was the Susan Lucci of Sound Effects Award, of the Sound Effects Award Ceremony. Is that doing anything for you, Beth? It sounds like it took a lot of time <laughs> to come no, up with the concept, but I'm not sure what it means. It wasn't that bad. It didn't take too long. Well, that's it, good. 15, 20? <laughs> that was like 5'10". 5'10"? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll all find out what the hell that means when we return with more D-Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. D-Snyder Radio. Zip, zip. I'm there. On Radio 104. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. It's early, but there must be something to tell people here. There's so much going on. D-Day 2, Friday, June 29th. Are they starting to give out tickets on the other airships yet? Invitations, you mean? Uh, invitations, I meant? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, they have? Yeah, they're sprinkling them in here and there, and I think they're going to do another weekend's giveaway as we get closer to the show. Mm. Cool, because it's starting to sneak up on us. Yes. No doubt. You feeling the pressure? You guys are working here into the wee hours. Yeah, Sean, things. Sean and I were here to 6.30 last night. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some issues we Dark that were uh, discussed yesterday that I haven't really told you about yet. But uh, <laughs> everything's cool. Well, that didn't sound like it was cool. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, with any big show, there are certain things that need to be addressed and sure. they were addressed and taken care of so well you know. good yeah well i got my best man on it yeah <laughs> we're protecting you dude my we're best as well oh we it's called insulating me yeah. <laughs> insulating me from the from the little bull crap yeah we don't want to bother you with that stuff yet yeah if you like you like using me as a threat though too <laughs> well no actually you like to say well gee i 
I don't know. We may have to talk to D about this. And then you know, some people scurry around. Oh, I don't even have to say it anymore. <laughs> As a parent yesterday, <laughs> I just have to be in the vicinity. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Good. Good. It's you get a lot of pull here. Supposed to do. I know. It's cool. I'm feeling really kind of speed up. I think it's catching up with me the weekend. Well, it's bound to. I know. I didn't feel that. I didn't really feel, I don't know, that bad yesterday. I don't feel bad, but just feel like tired. Like I was catatonic last <laughs> night, and the other day I was still, I guess, still buzzing from the just. A, it was, you know, it's a it's a high of sorts, but it was also just a sort of like mad dash for three days, and then I did finally sleep on uh, Sunday night. And got here, but I was still like pretty pretty pumped, but now it's starting to hit me, it's starting to drag my ass. Don't worry, caffeine should kick in any minute, folks. If not something else. Doug's, I got any drugs. <laughs> I haven't done it before, but now's a good time to start. Just kidding. No, I'm anti-drug. I know, but I mean, if you're going to use something to wake you up, I don't think it's going to be that. <laughs> He's already catatonic. If I, well, it depends, you know. I mean, there are things that make you more energized. Yeah, but not, not reefer. Tooth head. Sober. Well, no maybe. Skin. Coke. Yeah, but Darkseid knows people. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's connected. Look, if I, didn't start if I didn't start in the last 35 years, I'm not starting now. World Tour's uh, one show in Sweden. He breaks. All the other rock stars are sobering up, and now I'm starting to do heroin in my 45, 46, whatever it <laughs> Yeah, I started late. You know, I didn't want to go with the trend. Better now late Nikki than six, never. Yeah, I figure now that Nikki Six is straight, I'm going to start using smack. <laughs> so it'll be a good story. Okay, we've got our recap from yesterday's program, um, cryptically entitled, where is it? And I had it here. Oh, there it is. He was the Susan Lucci of Sound Effects Award Ceremony. I don't think I've ever been more in the dark. Oh, my God. I cannot time. believe. I thought this one was, you know, pretty blunt. I thought you and Beth would get it pretty easily. Okay. Did you figure it out? I think it might be that when we read that list of movies. Is that what it is, Nick? Might have something to do with that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I see, I see. Okay, now I'm on the same page with you. All right, yeah, it was fun. Check it out. It happened yesterday on D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Well, here's an interesting story. Artistic masterpieces in Rome's churches and museums are apparently leaving visitors feeling aroused. Specifically, works from the Renaissance, Baroque, and Classical religious periods are stimulating the erotic senses of patrons of these places. They've interviewed yeah, the about 2,000 <laughs> visitors to art galleries in Rome. Scientists say people either had a fleeting but intense erotic adventure with someone they'd not met before or had experimented with a partner, um, some of them, upon leaving these museums. They recommend, Sean, if you want to get yourself to a museum... Yeah, where's this in Rome? Well, you can view <laughs> works in this region as well. Maybe you want to head over hey, to the Wadsworth. The oh. They Wait. recommend the three-breasted <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> yes, which is uh, there now. It is the three-breasted Picasso? Well, I mean, it's... 
two breasts and a stomach. But oh, I'd like you, to see that. Yeah, you should check that out. But <laughs> they say you should maybe look at the works by Raphael or Michelangelo specifically <laughs> if you'd like to get around. So. All right. It's, it's like highbrow porn. This is where it is. Sean taken out of museum in cuffs. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. So they're saying that people have gone and viewed these works and left feeling very yeah. in the mood and exactly. then gone off and gotten on? Sometimes, yeah. Or with just people, had Other people a, in the museum? Or with loved ones. Or they've some people have just sort of had a fleeting... Ooh. Hey. I feel a lot of love in this room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not acted upon it, but <laughs> thought it was a little arousing. <laughs> so you guys mock you know me about the art. But there Do you they go. have Picasso's finest work over at the Wadsworth El Poncho Pila <laughs> <laughs> Donkey? <laughs> not in this particular display. Yeah, that's a rare one I heard. It is. Yeah. I think it's actually just uh, in someone's personal collection. <laughs> so there's something about that bowl of furniture. just puts a big smile on that. <laughs> Do I have time for a couple more stories here, Dark Side Dave? Well, this is a poll of British filmgoers, but I thought that was really interesting, and I think it translates pretty well over here. 2,000 moviegoers in England were asked to answer, what is your favorite movie catchphrase? And uh, I don't know if we have a lot of these, Dark Side Dave, um, but I'll, I'll give you sort of a 20... Favorite movie catchphrase? Yeah. Okay, I'm a bet. What, what are you going? Top what? I'll go 20 to 1. 20 to 1, just tell me, is, um, is, okay, is this goes through the history of movies? Yeah. Is Here's to You, Kid, in there? Here's to You, Kid? What's that from? Yeah. It's, it's from, uh, that, that's, uh, that's Humphrey Bogart and, uh, Lauren Bacall. Oh, oh, oh Casablanca. Oh. Casablanca, Here's to You, Kid. Now it's too old? No, okay, they have about? Casablanca in there, but it's not that one. Oh, play, oh, play it again, Sam. Play it, Sam, yeah. Okay. What about um, I'll Be Back, Terminator? I'll Be Back, coming in at number two. Okay. Uh, Play okay, it, Sam, by the guys. way, three. Okay, Dirty Harry. Uh, was a Go Ahead, Make My Day? No. Oh, yeah, Go Ahead, Punk, Make My Day, number 14. Good for you. Look at that. I'm, I'm hitting some. Anybody yeah. else got it? It's anything? not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> No, we don't have that one. We don't have It's Not a Tumor on the list. Come on, anybody think of any other ones? There's, there's got to be some big ones in there. Some of them are really famous. Do yeah. it in the butt. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Okay. How about Yo, Adrian, I, I did it. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't see that one either. That's insane. <laughs> There's a piper who's down. What the fuck you got there? <laughs> okay. Could it be that once again you're angry at something else and are looking to take it out on me? No, Three Amigos is completely snubbed. Snubbed, <laughs> oh, ignored. Oh my God, how that happened? I have no idea. Well, then I guess it's hopeless for the other Three Amigos <laughs> classic, and that we hoped you would be in there. Uh, ah. <laughs> okay, hey, let's. You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. Do it again. You're stabbing a face with a soldering iron. <laughs> like I said, I don't. I don't think we have many of these in our. I'm gay. I'm a homo. I like guys. <laughs> Stab you in the face with. How about you, liar, Jim Carrey? No, no, no. Okay, give us. Come on, give us some. All right, well, last name. How do you pronounce it? Just like it's spelled. F O C K E R. Fucker. Hmm. Fucker. <laughs> no, although I think that one should be in there. Or the other gem you have from that movie, Dark Side Dave. But it's not. <laughs> Number 20. Okay. I could have been a contender from On the Waterfront. 
Okay, that's a big one. Uh, then I'll just do some other ones that are that you probably would know. That's another fine mess you've got me into, which I didn't know the movie, but I certainly knew the phrase, which is from that the movie feels. Way Out West. Um, I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Anything, anything, from, from, anything from Leslie Nielsen? Any of his work? Nice <laughs> <laughs> We should have our top 20 because I think ours are funnier. Um, number 15, which I, I don't think we have. It's you talking to me from Taxi Driver. Do we not have that one? And um, then go uh -huh. ahead, Punk Make My Day from Dirty Harry. 13 is made. Oh, what about Joe Pesci? So anything with Joe Pesci? The uh, mm. what am I a clown? I make I'm you funny laugh. How? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. No, but that I make you laugh. That is a good one. We don't. It's not on there. Thirteen is May the Force Be With You. Star Wars. Okay, that's big. Number twelve is really high. To Infinity and Beyond, which I guess are from Toy Story. I never saw that movie. You know, one time, Cheyenne, who's my kids are really funny. She's and something we we were. But right around the time that came out, somebody's, somebody did something really dumb. And my, my wife says, I was really stupid. And Cheyenne yelled, to stupidity and beyond. <laughs> so it's big with the younger set. <laughs> yes, it was right there. All right, what else? I'm the king of the world is number 11. That one's from oh, Titanic, of course. I'm the king of the world. All right, we had one. Um, number 10 is Phone Home from E.T. Oh, okay. Show Me the Money, oh. Jerry Maguire. Oh, man, that's a biggie, yeah. sure. Life is like a box of chocolates from Forrest <laughs> Gump, of course. Dark Side Dave, I hope that you know where this one is from. You can take our lives, but you'll never take our freedom. Braveheart. Braveheart. Wow, I didn't even know that one. I've known every other one so far. Here's Johnny from oh. The Shining. Classic. This one, number five. I don't know. I wonder if this is because it's British or I just may not know. You were only supposed supposed to blow the bloody doors off from the movie Italian Job. Do you know that movie, D? No, I've heard of it. I don't know the mm -hmm. line. That's, got, that's very yeah. European. And then number four, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Very famous. Gone with the wind. wind. Uh, play it, Sam. Casablanca, I'll be back, Terminator, and then you want cattle. <laughs> you saved the cattle. When you Number one, right here. Food, you <laughs> take the food. When you want a woman, you just take the woman. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's obvious. You don't have to read it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's tough to believe, but that's not number one. Oh. The number one is actually the name is Bond. James Bond. Well, that's very English, but that's also a big movie yeah, line. Yeah, huge, uh, that's, huge. That's classic. We're back. We're back. Congratulations, Susan Lucci, of the sound effects mm -hmm. set. Nice job. Nice job. Unload, Dark Side. Unload. Uh, let's see. Hey, King of the Ring prize pack. We got it going on with the WWF this week. Each day, we'll give away a King of the Ring prize pack to the first caller to answer a WWF trivia question. And everyone who wins a prize pack qualifies for the grand prize, which includes two tickets for WWF's King of the Ring at the Continental Air, uh, Airlines Arena in New Jersey on Sunday, June 24th. Round trip airfare for two to and from Newark Airport. Beautiful <laughs> Newark Airport. It's a nice place. Take the time to smell the roses. Once yeah, stop and, stop and smell the uh, factory. Newark has got to be... One of the weirdest places ever. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Not an attractive airport. Oof. I mean, the whole town, the city. We Weird should feel place. pretty proud that we've got three of the most congested, backed up, 
screwed up airports in the world right here in the Northeast. Newark, JFK, and LaGuardia. What a mess all three of those airports are. It's just a, it's a sin. It's a sin. And then you fly to Sweden. You come out of JFK, which is an embarrassment. An embarrassment. And you land in Copenhagen, and it looks like an Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice and clean and modern. Wood floors. What are we doing wrong? What are they? What? How do they have it so down? And we're such. We're, we're just so messed up. It's so got to be more congested in New York than it is in Denmark. Well, was Copenhagen wonderful? Wonderful Copenhagen. Come on, salty old. But I know some words <laughs> in there. Uh, hey, and uh, you know what? This trip, it's it's pretty cool actually because I know it's only New Jersey, but you're going to be down there for two days, and you're also going to stay at the uh, Renaissance Meadowlands Hotel. So you'll be right there for the action. And be sure to catch WWF's King of the Ring on Sunday, June 24th, live on AT&T and Cox in-demand pay-per-view for only $29.95. All right, this is what we'll do. We'll get some traffic, and then we'll take a break. We'll come back with a song parody. Okay, I told you we'd play you some as they start arriving, and they're starting to pile in in droves. So we'll do a song parody, and we'll do some news as well. Beth Lockwood, what is going on in the news? Well, in the news, I'll tell you how much it costs to raise a child in the United States now, from birth to 17, Dark Side Dave. Hold on to your do-rag over there. <laughs> also, Americans are becoming more superstitious, which is interesting. I have good news and bad news for people who smoke pot. Maybe, Dark Side Dave, you can let me know which one you want to hear first, the good news or the bad news. Also... If you're going to be a hooker, it may be helpful to know the exchange rate before you say yes to a John. <laughs> Might find you didn't get as much as you bargained for. Also, a story that we didn't get to yesterday about Sharon Stone's husband who was injured in a really bizarre way. And also, I'll tell you about the movies from over the weekend. Right on. Okay, so and we have the song parody, Life is Good. It's D. Snyder Radio. Psycho Dan, what is going on, my brother? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. Oh, it's going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with them much. <laughs> on Radio 104. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, brand new on the road with Mudbone. He's out there somewhere. People want to know, damn it, what he's up to. All year long, he regales you with information on better living in the urban areas. Or how to live better in the urban areas. With that home with Mudbone, well, summertime, he jumps in his low rider and heads out with Paco. Anybody know where he is now? He's in Colombia last week. Hmm. I think no word. Be, he may be going overseas. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That boy gets around. Very exciting. Well, he may be headed overseas. Oh, wow. Like myself. <laughs> Ships that pass in the night. All right. Well, you can check that out tomorrow for certain. And, uh, okay, you know what? Right now, I want to tell you about the song parody contest we got going on because this is pretty damn cool. And we've got a really great prize. can really think of nobody, young or old, male or female, who would not get 
some joy out of a prize this cool. We are giving away an $8,000 Sea-Doo GTS personal watercraft. This is a three-seater. You can water ski behind this thing. It'll be given to the best D. Snyder Radio song parody at D-Day on June 29th. <clears throat> and we're asking people to create song parodies about D. Snyder Radio that's taking an existing song. It's usually best when it's a song that people know. <laughs> You don't want to go with the, the deep cuts on the record. <laughs> People go, what is that? Never heard of that one. Here's something from Dawkins' second album. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Anyway, and, uh, you know, you make some lyrics about about the show, basically. Record them on cassette tape, CD, or digital audio tape, and send them to T. Snyder Radio, 10 Columbus Boulevard, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106. Bearing in mind that the deadline is Friday, June 22nd, which, if I'm not mistaken, is... Um, a week from this Friday? It is. Yes. Okay. Still got time. Now some people are going, oh, I have this idea, but I don't know. You know, the easiest way is to head to some karaoke store and pick up a tape there. All the music's done for you. And then there are other people who record things from scratch, which is cool. Like Fresh Frankie did yesterday with his awesome parody. And we've got three runner-up prizes, brand new DVD players. They'll be giving away as well as the grand prize, of course. And it's not quality. No. It's content, not not quality. I mean, certainly, you know, it's got to be listenable. Bear that in mind. You know, we got to be able to hear it and actually hear what you're doing on there. But it doesn't have to be some master quality, you know, demo. It's simple ideas, creative, original ideas that really make you laugh. That's going to do just as well, if not better than some fancy schmancy worked up tape that doesn't really have a good uh, idea behind it. So, Now we've got a very good example from a band called Chainsmoker. This came in and I want you to sit back and enjoy this song parody. And by the way, these are not winners necessarily. They're not losers either. These are just some of the entries that have come in that we thought would be worth playing for you to give you a kind of an idea. You may listen to it and go, oh wow, I could never do one that good. Or hopefully you listen and say, oh man, I could blow that thing out of the water. Okay, so enjoy this one. Dark Side, go. He struts into the studio, a sober in his hand. <laughs> Talking about his band <laughs> Or maybe about his movie Or something he did the night before <laughs> D-Snyder's on the radio I hang on every word I love to listen to his show Though some stuff sounds absurd What Nick does on the weekends I can't contain my laughter anymore Here they are <laughs> Back on the air again Here I am 
Chain smoker. I don't know. I counted about five people. I may have to tow a couple people behind that chance, <laughs> behind that personal watercraft. One in a tube, one on a boogie board, and someone on a jet ski or um, ski or something. Uh, that's great. See, that's a perfect example. Just basic, straight ahead, not pro, but funny. Good job, chain smoker. Get your song parodies in, people. So, what are you thinking now? You're thinking, I could do better. I can't do as well. Well, don't be negative. Think of something really creative. Like that. That was pretty creative. Mm-hmm. I wasn't think of, you know, we have, that's, that's turned the page by Bob Seger. So anyway, okay. I think, uh, oh, if you want the details on this contest, by the way, the address, it goes by too fast. Go to our website, radio104.com. All the information you need is there. Right now, it is time for Ms. Lockwood's report. Snyder Radio headlines. Well, you probably heard them. Strong thunderstorms tore through the state last night, leaving more than 27,000 utility customers without power. Lightning was blamed for fires in Hartford and Glastonbury, and nickel-sized hail was seen in Simsbury. Luckily, no injuries were reported. That was wild. Wild. Awesome. I, I heard a, an explosion uh, last night. I didn't know what the hell it was. I have a mm. skylight above my bed in my apartment, and it was like 
daytime. The light bulbs were wild to watch. I thought Fault Line was doing a, a, a usual weeknight <laughs> show. <laughs> Found the block. This is where it all begins! <laughs> <laughs> U.S. officials say they're looking into reports that rebels in the Philippines have killed an American hostage. A rebel leader says his group has beheaded a man from California, but the Philippine military says it is skeptical of that report. That situation is still ongoing. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. <laughs> so they chopped an American's head off? That's what they're saying. They're either serious or trying to get some attention. Are we going to do, do we do anything about this when they take this kind of actions or is it just well, hopeless? I know that our stand is always that we don't negotiate with terrorists. That's but an attention getter. It is. <laughs> but I don't know what the Philippines stance is on that kind of thing. So the we'll see. Philippines? Come on. Seriously. <laughs> I can't believe we have to put up with crap from countries like the Philippines. Well, but it's not the official Philippine government, you know. This is a rogue group. These are rebels trying to get attention. So I don't know why any normal thinking person goes to any of these countries. Well, the Philippines kind of is not a backward nation. It's relatively modern. Third world. They're yeah. chopping the heads off of Americans. Timothy McVeigh blew up 168 of his own countrymen. That's why I never go to that city. Whatever. Oklahoma City? <laughs> oh, never. We toured everywhere. I stayed out of Oklahoma City. It's just, they're primitive there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, we used to get offers to play certain places, and I just had, you know, I said, you know what? If it's a, no, not like that. I said, but if, a, if there's like a military government, any kind of crap like that, we are not playing. Never would play any of those crazy countries. A lot of these bands, uh, we went over there, they burnt our tour bus up. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And that's why we're not going over there. Not taking any crap from anybody. And you get stranded in those countries. Well, the Philippines have never done anything bad to us before? Um, well, I, I, like I said, it's not the actual government that has taken our people hostages. I mean, they're trying to work it out. But if you want to really, really be safe, I suppose you can never leave your house. Well, you want to go to a country where at least the hatred for Americans is kept beneath the surface, like Jamaica <laughs> or someplace <laughs> like that, where you, you sense it, but they're not upfront yeah. about it. They'll take your money and leave you alone, pretty much. Exactly. You feel they really resent yeah. you, but they're not really open about it. Well, the average cost of rearing a child born last year in the United States, like Connor was, will be about $165,630 over the next 17 years. <laughs> Sean, get some smelling salts. We have to revive Darkseid. <laughs> the Agriculture Department says that cost includes food, shelter, and other necessities. That's a $5,000 increase over what it took to raise a baby born just in 1999. $160 what? $165,630. That's not counting college. That's just birth to 17. Oh, oh yeah, it doesn't include college. I was going to say, it seemed a little low. Yeah. Uh, it is affected by what your income is. Low-income families spend about $121,000. Middle-income families are that $165,000 mark, and upper-income families spend about $241,000 over a 17-year period. Does it say what it is for the trailer park? Uh, yes, there is. It's $5.38 <laughs> over a 17-year period. You know, with the burlap sack clothing and all that stuff, you save. In 1960, 
middle-income family could expect to spend only about $25,000. You know, that homeschooling really saves money, too. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Dude, it doesn't, it's not like they come up front it's and say pay It's not all at once. Yeah, it's over 17 years. That's about what I'll be making in, That's true. <laughs> from now until it's 17. <laughs> <laughs> don't do the, well, don't do the math. You'll be a little scared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's it, got to get better, Dark yeah, Side. It will. <laughs> can't stay like it this. can't right. get worse. <laughs> it can't get worse. It can stagnate, but it probably won't get worse. Well, new Gallup polls revealing that more Americans now believe in phenomena than they did 10 years ago finds that more people believe in haunted houses, ghosts, and witches. The only phenomena which has seen a decrease in belief is devil possession which went from 49% believing in 1990 to just 41% believing now. Not in the Lentino household. <laughs> 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 That's the only thing they have to hold on to. <laughs> the He's possessed, honey. He's possessed. <laughs> Half or more of all of those questioned believe in psychic or spiritual healing and ESP. A third or more believe in such things as haunted houses, possession by the devil, ghosts, telepathy, extraterrestrial beings who have visited Earth, and clairvoyance. Oh, I hear a new Matt from Aguam special. <laughs> the Exorcist with Nick <laughs> is a part of the possessed little guy. <laughs> that could be great. <laughs> Shove a bottle up my... <laughs> <laughs> Look what he's doing to himself. <laughs> Wait. Uh, the putz is mine. The putz is mine. Girls under the age... Taking a pounding. Girls under the age of 18 are to be banned from having breast implants under a new European law expected to be passed this week. The oh, come on! also make it a requirement that advertisements for silicone surgery carry health warnings. This move follows a campaign by women from Britain voters, and Germany voters, voters. whose breast enhancement surgeries went wrong. Sure, ruin it for everybody. Well, that's no, like, I, I think, mean, I think under 18 is a little too young that. to make that we've decision. We've discussed that, yes. Definitely. I, 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 I say that in jest. It mm -hmm. is too young. Your motivations, though, very similar. I just at that age, you know, you, you can't be making significant changes in your life by what other kids in in your junior class are thinking <laughs> of you. You know, it's just it's just seriously. And your body's uh, still changing, right? And there's a growth a issue years. as well. It's a growth issue, and and you know. And you really don't need the help till you're a little older anyway. So <laughs> at that age, you should be doing just fine without anything, any augmentation. Well, what do you think, Nick? I mean, you're, you're, you're big on the high school girls. Yeah, I like high school girls. Um, I agree. They should be natural up to that point. I don't like... Uh, I don't like... No, I'm serious. I don't like breast in... I like breasts of all sizes, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't like when they're fake because they're, you know, they're... They don't feel real to me. They're hard and everything else. I He's, like hard nipples. You're an equal opportunity groper. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you I like will touch any breasts. You, like, you like little ones? Yeah, little ones are little ones are more. Uh, they're I don't know. Something about them. I like you know when they fit like really neatly in the palm of your hand. You know, this is a dangerous little, question with this guy. You yeah, like the big smothering can't breathe ones? Well, yeah, I like to. I like that more for my face. To put my face in those. I mean, smaller breasts are for hands. Bigger breasts are for your face. Uh, That's the way I see it. 
Don't get mad okay. at him, D, because you asked. You can't have expected any well, other kind of response. Well, what's there to be mad about? I mean, I that's, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, it's just that's the way it is. I think most guys, I mean, yeah, we all like to see a big rack walking by and bouncing around and everything <laughs> like that. But when, when it comes to making out and stuff, sometimes you just want to squeeze, you know, and, you know. Okay, whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, yeah, yeah. pull them back. Reel them in okay. a little bit. Just reel them in. I said it before. I said it again. Ladies, when it comes to... That part of your body, we're just glad to be there. <laughs> I've seen nobody ever says no, thank you. We'll take them all, all shapes, all sizes. We may prefer to look at them this way or that way, but you'll never see a guy go, no, thanks, I'm fine. <laughs> it's just, we're happy to be there. Um, hey, we got to take a traffic break. Okay. Let's get an update from Psycho Dan. Well, did you side dark side, Dave? You wanted the good news about pot or the bad news about pot first? Give me the good news. Well, the good news is that people who smoke marijuana and get food cravings actually do not put on weight. A study, hey, a study has found cannabis users may be able to smoke, drink, and eat what they want without piling on the pounds. This research was done at the State University of New York. It says smoking marijuana does induce the munchies, causing users to consume calories. However, they were eating more, but their body weight was somewhat lower. Head researcher says pot smokers drink more alcohol and are three times more likely to smoke cigarettes regularly. They don't yet know why marijuana smokers' body fat mass index is lower when they consume up to 40% more calories than non-users. Do you find dark side? Now, I know dark side, Dave. You obviously are not a heavy pot smoker now. No. Do you find that your weight was less of an issue back then? I think it was probably <laughs> less of an issue because back when I used to do it, I used to smoke cigarettes as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, that kind of helped steady the whole, you know, eating type of type of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he was in that, you know, lean rock star phase. Yeah, that was right. That was during Moonchild, right? But at, at, I mean, that, at that time, too, I was broke, so I couldn't afford food. Okay, well, maybe you would but be disqualified from yeah. the study. But they could afford the pot. First of all... <laughs> Priorities, Steve. This testing's going on. Where was Darkside when this testing was... I, I mean, people, you realize people were being paid to smoke pot and eat... <laughs> I, you know, I actually called one of those studies in the back of the Advocate one time, and they want money. They want you to order, like, some kind of booklet type of thing, and then you have a chance of getting into it. It's all a scam. <clears throat> no, that was a scam. Someplace, mm-hmm. somewhere, there's an ad running that said, wanted pot smokers willing to smoke marijuana and eat food <laughs> while uh, being observed by scientists. <laughs> all, that somebody, that, that gig existed. That's maddening to think that that went by while you sit here and... <laughs> In the lifestyle you have on these kind of radio. Attention, it's Yale horrible. students, if anybody down there mm. is doing any studies. And the now, second thing, the bad news. Oh, that was, oh, I thought that was the bad news. That was the good about news. About cigarettes. No. Oh, my God. Okay. The bad news is that smoking marijuana can increase the risk of a heart attack up to five times normal in the space of just an hour. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... Especially if you're prone to heart attack, if you have any of the other symptoms or likelihoods of increasing your risk, they recommend that you don't smoke. Wait a second. While you're... Say you just smoked a big fat joint. In the hour after you smoke your big fat joint. In the hour after. Your risk is increased five times. So if you're low risk, they're saying, you know, if you're low risk, it's not that big of a problem. But you're overweight, you don't exercise, you have... 
predisposition to heart disease. That's all propaganda. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Didn't we do a who's going to have a heart attack first quiz a while back? I believe we did. Didn't Dark Side win or lose? <laughs> no, yeah, well, Dark Side was the winner, but overall the big loser. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> and that was prior to this information about the five time greater risk of heart attack while under the influence. Mm. That's also prior to my... Uh, Dead man walking! No, no, no. That's also prior to my newfound lifestyle of exercise right. and healthy living. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but if well, we retook that, you wouldn't be first to go. No, I'd be second, probably. <laughs> hey, did that help? Is that, is that, when we took that test, is that something that made you think? No, not really. No, I think well, it was What about who's going to die first? Yeah, that, I <laughs> that had a little to do with it. <laughs> I could deal with a heart attack. I could probably survive that. <laughs> I, it's, I got a question. I noticed that given a choice between the good news or bad news, you went for good news first, bad news second. See, I'm, I'm always, give me the bad news, and the good news is just a little something to make it, you know, ease the pain afterwards. I want to know up front, like the downside. I guess the do, conversely, you, you can thoroughly enjoy the good news if you don't have the cloud of the bad news over right. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, as they say. <laughs> you know, you're just waiting for the good, news, the bad. All right, all right. So what? You just told me something good. Now you're going to pull the rug out from under me, you son of a bitch. No, you the, know? Good, so, the good news acts like a cushion. You think so? Yeah, a little bit. Makes the bad you, news Beth? a little you, easier to you take. You bad news first, good news second. I think I'm usually give me the good news first. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. What about you, Nick? Uh, I tend to go with the good news first more recently because if you get the bad news first, it's really tough to even for the good news to kind of register, you know? I can see that. You go to a doctor and I say, good news and bad news. You say, well, <clears throat> give me the, the, the bad news. And he says, you got cancer and you had six months to live. He says, what's the good news? You have low cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> really, there's no joy there. Whereas if you heard about the cholesterol first, you know, that no, moment of like, hey, good I'm for doing me. good, low yeah. cholesterol. That's good for me. <laughs> that was the bad news, Doc. Good at <laughs> Tuma. Exactly. What it's is it on? Tuma. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I could see that. Uh, but I just always opt to get the bad news. You know, I, but you're right. You don't, somebody said it to me, you got to, enjoy the moment of the good news because you don't know mm-hmm. when it's going to go away. So Darkseid was happy for a couple seconds there <laughs> yeah. until he heard about his heart exploding <laughs> in his chest. Sorry. Well, I think we may have another entry in top 10 worst ways to die. A woman in South Africa is dead after walking into a helicopter's rotor just Ow. before she was due to take a ride in it as a birthday present. The good news here is that the woman did die instantly from wounds to her head happened just after the helicopter landed. The owner said he agreed to take the woman for a ride on his helicopter as a birthday present. He was doing it as a special favor for her. Oh my God. Can you imagine? And she walked out. Come on, she walked out. She walked into the blaze. Just a flesh wound. Who knows? (laughs) More than a flesh wound. (laughs) You don't come back from that one too easily. (laughs) You see, that's, yeah, you morticians out there, just save the good news, bad news. (laughs) Well, I got good news and bad news. What's the good news? She died instantly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there is, that's not a good good news, bad news scenario, Beth. Two Czech prostitutes were given 1,000 Italian lira by a client, but were furious when they later found out that the exchange rate meant they'd received about 43 cents for the evening's work. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what are you saying? Prostitutes aren't smart? No. What's going on? Even Beth? less smart since they called the police to complain afterwards. After <laughs> the exchange rate was explained to them, they realized they'd been duped by the Italian man for their services. Oh, who is this Italian man? Dr. Evil? <laughs> I'll give you 1,000 lira. <laughs> it probably sounds like a good deal. You think 1,000 lira. Take This guy doesn't know what he's doing. She's Go to the four. bank. 43 cents. You know, this is why they have pimps. Yeah. Pimps are usually good in math, and they know the exchange rate. So, ladies, you got to protect yourself. But you are an optimist. You just found a good reason to get a pimp. Yeah. Man. Sure, you get bitch slapped once in a while, but at least no one takes you on the exchange. A huge kebab made with 1,500 chickens has been cooked in Cyprus in a bid to make the Guinness Book of Records. The kebab was more than two meters high and one meter thick. It was on a revolving spit and took more than seven hours to cook. Hundreds of people lined up for a portion with the proceeds going to local charities. Giant you mean it was kebab. edible? Yeah, which is good. A lot of times, these huge food items don't end up to be edible in the end. Because like you say, you have people skating over them with tomato sauce shoes. And <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> yeah, you don't it's want like any dinner at Lentino's house over there. <laughs> People yeah. making pizza with their feet and stuff. <laughs> I personally would not eat the 1,500 chicken kebab. I would not have a portion from that. That would make me nervous. But other people dug in. They were happy to do so. I haven't seen a Guinness Book of World Records lately, but what is it, like the Encyclopedia Britannica now? I mean, everybody's going to that book. I know. Well, we had the guy last week who rolled over in his bed the most times who was trying to get into the book. This is ludicrous. I know. How fat is that book? Do we have that in, the, in our office? We had it in the studio a while ago. I don't know what happened to it. It was pretty big. It was like a coffee table book. I mean, they got to start, you know, just drawing the line. Mm -hmm. You roll over in your bed. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Nick's ex-girlfriend Leslie broke that record. In, what? <laughs> in two years, she was dating Nick. Now, we oh, don't have to, to bring Guinness. Leslie back. Into, I mean, she has moved on. She's free and clear of the menace that is Nick. <laughs> well, Nick told me that. It wasn't. Was it? If I explained to me that was because she was aggravated. That was the disgust rollover. Yeah. I mean, that goes actually without saying. I'm sure anybody who lives with you has got a your mother. Everybody's rolled over a gazillion times. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Well, I'm going to give you this story when I'm done so you can give this to your brother because I know he's an offender in this area. A 39-year-old man from Illinois who was reading a newspaper while driving was killed after he crashed into a truck in front of him on a highway out there. Frank, you listening? Are you listening, Frank? I'm an excellent driver. Mm. 39-year-old James Hauser smashed into the back of the semi, which had been stopped on the shoulder. Witnesses reported seeing the man reading the newspaper just prior to the crash and the paper was found spread across the steering wheel after the accident oh my god between the victim's body and the steering wheel newspaper probably soaked up the blood hmm. it's a positive thing you don't always have to be the eternal optimist, <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's insane. My brother does it. I, I know said, he listens to I the show down it. on Long Island. I, and and he does, just does his reading. Books. Mm -hmm. Books. He reads a paragraph and good looks back at the road. I said, what if it's a long paragraph? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just don't get it. I know he's not the only one. What do you think? It, what do you mean it makes a cool obituary, Nick? <laughs> you think that's cool? 
died yeah. while reading a, the newspaper. That's not cool. Everybody who reads it says this guy was an idiot. Well, yeah, I think you look dick. really dumb. It's a real obituary, though. Blood all over no. the place. No, cool is... Shark attack. That's what I say. Or cool is, you know, a woman's head found in your lap in a car crash or something like no, that. No, that's know. not cool. What do you think? Vote here. Show of hands. Is that cool? <laughs> everybody, everybody. I don't think they put that in the obituary. <laughs> they have to. No, they don't. Yeah, that's interesting. Makes for interesting reading. They don't say Mary Jo Smith was killed. Her head was found separated from her body in a car. Sean <laughs> was lucky because he crashed in a wall in the garage downstairs while masturbating. <laughs> See, way to work. That's just not even necessary. <laughs> it's really not. True story. Well, it may be out the gate. four <laughs> months before Sharon Stone's husband, Phil Bronstein, can walk after being mauled by a 10-foot Komodo dragon. Did you hear about this yet, T? Yes, I did, and it is completely insane. Totally. Go on with your story. Well, basically what happened is that as an early Father's Day present, Sharon Stone arranged this trip for her husband to the Los Angeles Zoo. He always, for some reason, wanted to see a Komodo dragon up close. So, because they were VIPs, <laughs> the zoo staff said, take off your sneakers before you go in there because they were afraid the Komodo dragon may mistake his white sneakers for white rats, which is part of his daily food intake. So he did that, and then he entered, and something about him made the Komodo dragon attack him and grabbed him and bit off his toe. Bronstein was able to detach the jaws of the Komodo dragon and get out of the cage, but not without suffering this injury. And I guess it's kind of a problem in addition to losing the toe in that the saliva of this Komodo dragon has a lot of bacteria in it, so they've got him on heavy, heavy antibiotics. So it's a freak accident, but he's going to have to have a lot of physical therapy and relearn how to walk without this toe. I heard, well, first of all, I didn't hear that it lost the toe. I heard it was, was mashed. It had to be reconstructed. Yeah, I mean, it's toe only in just the most basic sense of the word at this so point. So now, after being partially dissolved and bitten off by a Komodo dragon, his foot looks like Darkseid's? <laughs> a little better. A little better than Darkseid's foot. <laughs> Not as bad as Darkseid's But I'm listening going, so he took off his white tennis shoe. Yeah. So he could stick out his bare white foot? <laughs> like, like, is it any less, you know, light-colored? And doesn't that look more appetizing than a shoe to an animal? They see a little tootsie sticking out there. Clearly, I was right. I would have told them they were insane. I'm taking, just as your brother Frank should take that newspaper story as a sign, I'm going to take this story as a sign and rethink my plan of swimming with sharks. You know what Dan told me? That Sean thought his bald head was a cantaloupe and he attacked him yesterday. <laughs> Just went right for him. I was trying to crack him. A couple more things before we wrap up here. Rosie O'Donnell, you know who she, she said she's ditching her talk show. Well, she still plans to do that, but she won't leave TV. She's going to host a reality-based game show that she describes as a cross That's between Let's Make a Deal and Queen for a Day. That's the actual title of the show. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> That's a huge seven. bitch. 
Okay, she, what's going to happen? Well, she'll tape this thing down in Florida where she plans to move to Miami next year after her talk show is done. And uh, it'll be on the air soon after that. It'll be great for her. She'll tape a bunch of episodes a couple days a week and then she'll have a lot of free time for her kids. Yeah, she's already got a house down there. Mm-hmm. I've been told. Very nice pad. I'm sure she does. I know the area it's in. It's it's pretty... Obviously, it's very exclusive. So you'll but still see her. She spends a lot of time down there. Yeah. I don't see... Oh, I mean, I, I'll has, see her I mean, on she TV. has her Rosie magazine, and she'll still be on TV. If you care to see her, she'll still be around. It's nice when a Strong Island person makes yeah, good. Definitely. She's from Strong Island. Movies over the weekend coming in number one, John Travolta. This is a good move for him after that battleship Earth disaster. Swordfish, $18 million, taking the number one spot. I'm Excuse sure it me, doesn't how many hurt. people do you think we're going there to see yeah. Halle Berry pop her top? <laughs> Say it doesn't hurt that Halle Berry took off all of her, well, took off her shirt anyway. In that movie. Yeah, it took off her top. So, awesome. um, I think, no, my kid didn't see that one yet. Now, it did, I mean, it was a pretty slow weekend for movies. You listen, that's the number one was, mm -hmm. what, 18 million? And then Shrek, 17 million, really close behind. Pearl Harbor, just about 15 million, followed by Evolution, opening with 13 million. And Rob Schneider's The Animal, 9.8 million. Moulin Rouge was sixth with $7 million. Did I call that? Did I call that Moulin Rouge? He's made $27 million to date in about, I guess, three weeks it's been out. Stinking up the joint. It's not doing boring. anything. You know what? They actually this weekend was the slowest June weekend in move, in like in not in <laughs> history, but one of the slowest in history. It's really, really weak. But they just said it was because the weather was so great. Yeah, all over it the northeast is beautiful. I can't imagine yeah. having gone to a movie. I want to see Swordfish. Looks pretty cool, Darcy. Did you see some of the trailers for it? Yeah, I saw the advertisements. I want to go check it out. Yeah, I mean, and and. Sir, genuinely for the action. I mean, if, so of course, Halle Berry's you know, it's a little little icing on the cake. But <laughs> and then I also want to see. Uh, I, I want to see what's the other one. The um, the one about the extraterrestrials. Evolution. Evolution. Jesse saw that. He said it was funny. Oh, good. I want to catch that. Check that one out too. So sunny mid eighties today. Tonight clear in the sixties, and for tomorrow some sun. Maybe a few thunderstorms rolling in, and a high near ninety. It's sixty two at seven thirty four. More thunderstorms. Mm. Just Weren't we few. tormented enough last night? I don't think they'll be as bad as yesterday's. Oh, last yesterday was huge. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got a couple of good things going on. Number one, Psycho Dan's game show. Old Melonhead's going to be in here kicking <laughs> it with Sagan Zavas. His words, not mine. And uh, and of course, that's the game show with the with the now legendary Blitzkrieg round. Also. We'll have a pair of D-Day invites to give away as well when we return. So do stick around for more T. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. T. Snyder Radio. Let's do something with Beth. Show me Dark Side's nipple. Because there's a man who needs a man's ear. T. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Let's see. Ooh. People, Thursday. The Snyder Radio Family Feud. A little later in the week this week. That's okay. We had a little problem with our Peeps Poll server computer crapola. That's the technical term for it. Layman's terms, it effed up. 
Anyway, it's up now, and we need you to go to the, to the uh, survey and answer this week's questions at Radio104.com. So we have a nice sampling for the D. Snyder Radio family feud on Thursday, all right? I got some reactions here, and we've got some good things going on. Some D-Day invitations to give away. Traffic coming up. Sagan Zavas. Let's see what it says here. Uh, subject, Nick. Anyone who takes verbal abuse... Oh, this has to regarding your weekend, Nick. Anyone who takes verbal abuse from a drunk biatch and still is nice enough to chase after her and return her purse has got to be all right. I know not everyone would do that. That signed electric. Look at that. Mm. See? Yeah, well, I've lost my wallet probably <laughs> dozens of times, so I know what it feels like not to have important stuff like that. It sucks, so... You're a good Samaritan, Nick. <laughs> you are a good Samaritan. Michelle Z writes, uh, the pictures, uh, D, the pictures of your show in Sweden are awesome. I wish there were more. Oh, there are more. But um, I don't even know. One of them shouldn't have been there. I mainly just wanted to show you the me with the D Euro in the crowd. Uh, they're at Radio104.com. They're a little difficult to get to, Sean. No, it's pretty easy. You just hit the DSR, or d Center Radio, then go to our links and... Yeah, yeah but you go to the Insider Radio links. Right. Then you go through there, and then at the bottom, there's a bunch of listings, very small, and you try to click on the individual ones. You don't. You have to click on, oh, you have additional listings. You click on that. Then you go to additional listings, or additional, and then you try to look through this whole grocery list, and it says miscellaneous photos. I mean, when you, when you have something you're talking about conversationally on the air, it really should just be... If only for a few days, a button right there in the front. Right. These picks from Sweden. Bam. Go right there. I had to work at it. Okay, well. And, and they're of me, and I almost gave up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how much I love Wonderful Me. Well, you know what it was is I, I wanted to get them up as soon as possible, and otherwise creating a whole new page and everything like that was going to take a little extra time, so I wanted to get those up like immediately well, you, so that we... Yeah, well, that was the right there. choice to make, but in the future, you should try and see if there's some way to, to make it more immediately accessible. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Michelle says, um, pictures are awesome. While looking at them, I had to chuckle, though, thinking about the whole stadium saying cheese in unison. That was too freaking funny. It was funny. Genghis John writes, I just out checked out the pictures of you. Full-on old-school rock god outfit, kicking ass in Sweden. All I can say is I wish I'd been there. How about getting Clear Channel to run a contest where they fly the winners to see you play next time you do a show in Europe? That's not a bad idea. Mm. That's not a bad idea. It's a great idea. I do one of these festivals, and they fly them over there, you know, meet me over there, whatever. Let them hang out on the stage or something. And the last letter comes from Darkseid's brother. Light side. Subject, art and stuff. D, I just wanted to sound off about a subject that kicked the blood pressure up a notch. Now I admit that I'm no Picasso. But to insult my pictures of my fecal matter is a little offensive. Just because my medium is not clay or paint does not mean that my art is not worthy of being in a museum. In fact, if Beth would like a light side original for the wedding, I'm sure I could brew up a classic. <laughs> Just let me know. Signed life. Your medium <laughs> is excrement. <laughs> and you're the only excrement. Well, I don't want to say the only, but I think you're the forerunning excrement artist in the world. 
<laughs> I but he wants to know do you want a classic for, no, his, for I your really, wedding? No, I don't. I'm under glass perhaps? No, he should <laughs> he should keep all of that. I'm pretty sure I'm adopted. <laughs> I don't know. Positive. I'm pretty sure you're not. <laughs> we have right side it takes photos of his duty. In its in its native habitat. <laughs> Thank God. He doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't pull it out of the bowl, does he? No, he's been uh, getting a little creative, though. Like I said before, he wants to try to do one on the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, he's trying what to. What does his uh, wife pat- say? Oh, uh, she doesn't really know. <laughs> he's gonna lay down plastic. What's he's wrong with your brother? Pat- I don't know. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't run in the family. I assure you. No, I mean oh, really. Yeah. What's wrong with your brother? I really don't know. He's always been pretty freaking weird. Rob. That's not right. It's yeah, not that's right. right. Side is Rob. He's trying to patent a new toy too, Mister Duty Head. <laughs> this is where you make your own duty, but you get little plastic noses and eyes and stuff you can put in it, and make characters out of it. Mister um, you know, Poopy Pants. <laughs> that's what they, okay. They can call it that if they want. That'll catch on, Mister Poopy Pants. Okay, let's get a uh, traf- uh, traffic from Psycho Dan. Psycho, what's going on, man? All right, pay attention, people. Friday, June 29th is D Day. D-Day 2 to be exact, the second anniversary of D-Snyder Radio. We are celebrating in style by broadcasting live from Six Flags, New England in Agawam, Massachusetts. Not only will we be broadcasting live, but Radio 104 will be broadcasting live from 6 a.m. to midnight because Six Flags has claimed June 29th D-Day for the whole day. So that would be cool. We're going to be broadcasting from the Batman Theater between 6 and 10 a.m. Chaz, Cousin Chris, Will Cow, Carlito, Scuba, they'll all be broadcasting right out there in front of Superman Ride of Steel. And there'll be t-shirts and stickers and we'll be in the park loud and proud. We've got a great deal for you coming to you courtesy of Six Flags, which is a downloadable $10.04 admission coupon. Good before 12 noon. It's a Friday. School's out. Get your friends. Get your family. Save a bundle. And here's what you really want to do. We're broadcasting between 6 and 10 a.m., but it's an invitation-only show from 6 to 9. But at 9 o'clock, we're going to open up the gates, and they're going to open up the park early. You come in with your $10.04 coupon, head over to the Batman Theater, Join the D. Snyder Radio D-Day 2 celebration for an hour. Check out 7 Mary 3. And then at 10, you spend the day in the park on the cheap. $10.04, like a $25 mm-hmm. savings per ticket. That's your spending money for the rest of the day. That's, that's, it's just a really good prize. I'm getting emails from people that they've already taken a, a vacation day or take the day off. Make a long weekend out of it. Celebrate with D. Snyder Radio. And you want to know, now you say, well, D, what about these invitations? How do I get an invitation? Well, you got to win one, okay? There's a couple ways of doing it. Am I, I'm not doing that thing right now with the, uh, with the Snide Remarks, am I? No. Okay. One way is you can call our Snide Remarks voicemail line at 860-723-6071. Leave us a message telling us how D. Snyder Radio has affected your life. Don't whine and cry about and, and give us a sob story. Go for something a little more uplifting. Unless it's a sob story and then we uplifted you. That would be acceptable, right, Beth? I think so. Like, you know, I was, I, you know, I, I, I was uh, 
poor and broke and my life sucked and I heard these sign of radio and everything changed for me. That could work. <laughs> and uh, if we like it, we'll play it on the air and we'll give you a pair of invitations to the big show, which not only entitles you to hang out for the morning, but you're going to get all sorts of cool things, special D-Day 2 merchandise and a D-Day 2 commemorative CD, autographed pictures. We're going to have a lot of... A lot of um, uh, sponsors are going to be there as well, so there's going to be all kinds of cool things going on, special guests in the house and what have you. The local legends, the Flames, they're going to be playing too, as well as 7 Mary 3, which will be great. The other way to win is to keep listening to Radio 104 from now until forever. And when we tell you to call 860-666-4444 right now, if you call number 10, you'll win a pair of invitations to the big show. Call now, get the invites, enough said. Without any further ado, let's play Saga Zivas. And now, the Snyder Radio presents America's favorite game show. It's Sagan Sevas. Here he is, your host with the most, Psycho Dan. Good morning, everyone. Yeah. Yay, Psycho Dan. Welcome yeah. to Sagan Sevas. My hilarious game show where contestants on D. Snyder Radio have a chance to walk off with quite a fancy, expensive prize. All right, I never jip you guys. What is it this week? I never jip you guys. This week, Howie from Manchester hooked me up. You know, he's got his uh, toy little shop. I don't know if he's got elves working in there or whatever, but he's got a, a toy shop. Uh, and he hooked me up with a prize this week. This is an interactive and educational tool. It is the American President Series rubber stamp set. Ooh. Look at that. D, instead of autographing things, you can just stamp Dwight Eisenhower's face on someone's, you know, picture or whatever. That's a nice surprise, yeah. Yeah. If I win it because you know that Nick, the American Studies major, is going to be really playing his best this week. I would think so. You know, I, I, get, I try to get prizes that everyone is gunning for. Dark Side... Connor I don't can use that in a few years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'll save it for the boy. <laughs> awesome. Okay, then. Homeschooling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, obviously, this is my game show. What I'm going to do is play back some answers. I ask people general knowledge questions. I'm going to play back their answers. You guys will guess the question. The contestant with the most points at the end of the whole game is going to win this rubber stamp set. Last week, Nick oh. was somewhat of a big winner. He and Beth tied. Beth felt bad for him, gave him the chocolate bunny. To wash out that filthy urine taste. All right, so Nick, you're gonna go last today. We're gonna start off with Dark Side, then D, then Beth, and then Nick. Now, if no one comes up with any points, D, don't worry, we do have the Blitzkrieg round at the end of the show. Let's not delay any further. Let's get right to the first clue for Dark Side Dave. That's a fat, rolled up marijuana stick. Right up your alley. Yeah, that'd be uh, ooh, so many words for it. Let's go with blunt. Blunt? All right. No? Sorry. What do you think, D? Um, I'm not taking that phone call. Whatever insane person put that through. Um, what is a tie stick? What? Tie <laughs> stick? Oh. I don't even know what you meant by that. Uh, Beth? <laughs> What's a J? A J. Simple, but wrong. And Nick? Uh, breakfast? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. All right, next clue. This should open things up a bit. That's one of those things that shoots up out of the ice up in cold places. What do you think, Dark Side? Put those clues together. Geyser? Geyser, no. I guess that's a good try. Mm. T? 
uh, by the way, Christy from Stafford won the invitations to D-Day, so you can stop calling now, people. We'll give away another pair later on in the show. Okay, so we got a big fat joint or something like that, she said. That's mm-hmm. right. Marijuana stick. Yeah. And something that shoots up in the ice, that lunatic who you always talk to <laughs> who never has a clue. So what do you think? What is a blowhole? <laughs> <laughs> no, Beth, working off of D's clue? What's an iceberg? <laughs> so innocent, Beth. All right, Nick. Uh... I'm the walrus, cuckoo, kachu. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's not even trying, Psycho. Yeah, I ought to kick you off the show. All right, last clue, Dark Side, for you. People have the wrong impression. It's a girl that entertains men. But she isn't a slut like everybody thinks. <laughs> I know someone's got the... Uh, got it. I know it. I know <laughs> it's, it's Psycho. Beth. Come on, Dark Comes Side. Comes out of the ice. Yeah. Um, what about that last clue, Dark Side? Entertains, um, I'll s- not a slut. Ah, you know it, don't you? Know it, don't I you, Snyder? Know. I don't think Dark Side knows it. Unfortunately, Beth, I have to go to D I next. Know. D, this is called a poker face, Beth. I, I know you clue. know. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I don't have a, I'm looking like I know, but I don't have a clue. It's a uh, what is a um, a, a hoe? Oh. And Beth, go ahead, steal it. What's a geisha? A geisha. Yes. Ding, ding. There you go, Beth. One point. As usual, Beth on top of things. No oh, surprise that nut. there. Who is that nut? <laughs> what? It's something that blows out. Oh, a Like geyser. a geyser. A geyser. A geyser. He just mistook it. So. I actually put those two clues together, Psycho Dan. I know you did, Beth. That's why you are eight. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, my God. There you go. I don't oh even think God. we'll need a blitzkrieg round. Or a, uh, is it the kiss-up round already? I know. How did we get here? No, it's a little early. All right. Why don't we get right to the next question for Nick? He's an African-American comedian. Mm, there's a lot of them yeah. out there. Uh, Bones penis. <laughs> <laughs> Making people laugh, I'm sure. Well, what do you think, Dark Side? I'll say Richard Pryor. That's the obvious choice, but it's wrong. See? I'm going to go with Al Sharpton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Beth? Mm, Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Another obvious one. You fell into the trap. Next clue from Nick. He is a Christian hip-hop singer. What? He raps about Jesus. We <laughs> hmm. think. This guy is making stuff up. <laughs> There's a guy who raps about Jesus? Uh, supposedly. I wow. guess so. I'm going to go with uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> He's got a few songs about Jesus. Uh, what do you think, Dark Side? Um, I'll say the guy from Two Life Crew. <laughs> yeah, just the guy. Okay, yeah. no, nope. I don't know his name. D, can you get specific for me? I'm gonna go with who's Jesse Jackson. Oh, get off the political thing. All right, Beth. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. You're still going with the comedian thing. That's wrong too. All right, <laughs> the last clue. This just might give it away for Nick. Go ahead. He said a stitch in time saves nine. Oh, you American studies major? <laughs> I guess not. Who? Uh, the guy from Maryland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Dark side, steal it. Jesse Jackson? We just <laughs> said that. Who said that? D. Uh, D. All right, D. Go ahead and tie the game up. 
Who's George Washington Carver? I guess you're not going to tie it up. <laughs> Beth, take a commanding lead. Hi. Shot in the dark, Benjamin Franklin. Hey, there you go. <laughs> he said all that stuff. Shot Benjamin Franklin? You never heard that saying? Of course, yeah. I didn't yeah. know Ben Franklin made it up. He's not African-American. Oh Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's the way the game goes. <laughs> that's why they call it Sagan's Ivan. They didn't say he was African-American. All right, don't worry about it. My game doesn't suck, Nick. We got another question. It'd be question. a short game if the, if the people gave you the, gave yeah. the right yeah. answer. Exactly. Don't bitch, Nick. Next clue for Nick. It's a Hungarian recipe for beef stew. Hmm. Hungarian recipe for beef stew. Come on, Nick. You know that one. <laughs> You're Czechoslovakian. <laughs> um... What does mom have in the kitchen? Lots of, um, I don't know, hungry helper mix? <laughs> Terrible guess. Dark side. <laughs> Hamburger helper? <laughs> oh. Hey, Aunt Edna, one more helper? <laughs> All right, D, what do you think? And it's not anything hamburger helper. Well, I'm figuring playing off the whole geisha geyser thing. I'm okay. thinking that you say, the guy's thinking goulash, but you said, what is a gulag? Gulag. <laughs> Uh, of course, I'm thinking goulash. That was well, wrong. But, um, <laughs> I like your strategy, D, but it's I'm going to just working. go with goulash. <laughs> You're going to go great. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with galoshes. <laughs> I'm not going to let you go with galoshes. Everyone's playing off each other's answers, and no one's getting anything right. It's wrong. Next clue for Nick. That's an STD that girls give guys oh. occasionally. It's like the clap. Go ahead. I would say... Now we're talking about your own. Yeah, right <laughs> um, no, right the mixture up. could be gonorrhea. Yeah, gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Uh, sorry, it's it. wrong. <laughs> Dark side? Chlamydia. Chlamydia. Mm, close, Beth? No, no D, 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 I'm sorry. What is, okay, it's a Hungarian recipe for stew and disease that girls can give guys. What is gangrene? Gangrene. That's a good guess, but it's wrong. All right, Beth. What is, um, what's uh, the clap? <laughs> I believe that was part of his answer, so it's not right. All right, let's move on to the last clue, and I'm almost positive this isn't going to help anyone, but go ahead, Dark Side. A pink flower that grows near the Red Sea. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, a pink flower. Flower seems to be the key word in there. Mm. Pink flower. Uh, <laughs> grows near the Red Sea. Yes. I Have you been it. to the Red Sea? <laughs> uh, and and uh, STD. Let's go with uh, menstruation. You haven't been to the Red Sea. Before. All right. What do you think, Dark Side? I was going to say menstruation too. Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, tampon. Tampon. <laughs> oh, <gross. laughs> wow. These answers stink. Sorry. All right, D. You got a chance to jump on the board here. I'd love to, but I don't think I have a shot. Chrysanthemum? I can't believe you know what that is. What's a geranium? Geranium is wrong. I'm sorry. The correct answer was Lilliputia. What is Lilliputia? That's not even a thing. 
Isn't it from the Wizard of Oz, Lilliputian? No, there are Lilliputians, and they're, they're, they're from Gulliver's Travels. And I don't think it's Lilliputia, is it? Oh, my God. Psycho. Maybe oh, it is. Maybe, it, maybe that's where they live. I think that's where they live. Lilliputians, they'd have to live in Lilliputia. Yes, thank you, D. All right, so uh, we're going to take a break right <laughs> that was here. Outrageous. Beth, you lead with two points. Uh, Nick, you don't have any points, D, nothing. And Dark Side, you're scoreless as well. <sighs> don't worry, guys, because we got the Blitzkrieg round coming up shortly. We'll come back with three questions, then we'll hit the Blitzkrieg round. It's anybody's game when you're playing Sagan Z Voss. So do stick around for more D Center Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. <laughs> now back to D Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? D Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Tomorrow on D Snyder Radio, besides having a brand new on the road with Mudbone, we're going to play Who's Going to Snap First? <laughs> I think maybe we should include uh, some of our peripheral people in here as well, Sean and Psycho. Oh, without saying, I think, yeah. yeah. That could be kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. See who's going to snap first. We'll do that tomorrow. Um... Also, be sure to listen all day long to Radio 104 because Will Cow's got the old school 104 at noon. Chad's got the 420 brownie mix. Why 420? Is that symbolic, by the way, in the world of mar marijuana? Well, yes, it is. What is it? What am I missing? Um, actually, everybody thinks that it's like uh, the police code for marijuana use or, mar you know, marijuana being smoked or something like that. I'm not sure if that's necessarily true, but it's just become tradition. Okay, but that's what people who smoke think. Okay, yeah, I was they always wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. Stupid question of the day on Chaz's show is Valen Carlito. He's always got something going on. Uh, so tune in to him tonight. Okay, can we get a, a traffic um, traffic update? Because I got something I have to talk about just before we get back into Sagan's Voss. Psycho, I sit here with, in my hands, Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, 10th edition, page 673. I am registering a formal protest of this week's Sagan's Voss. Lilliputian, and the country they come from is known as Lilliput. I said there is it, no I knew Lilliputia. it. Lilliputia. I told that was, you, psycho. <laughs> you made up that hang word. On second, hang on a second, all right? Okay, sit down in your chair, D, okay? Stop standing up, sit down. I'm sitting. Now, all I'm going to do is go to my judges. Sean, Mudbone, oh. Oh. go ahead, tell me if this is fair. Go ahead. Well, for fear of my life, D, I'm sorry, but Psycho's right. Yeah, for fear of my life, too, D, I'm sorry. Psycho is right. I think I have a picture of his backside in my wallet, if you care to kiss it right here. Even it says right, I, this is on the game, is on the protest. Even in the hood, Mudbone says he's heard of Lilliputia. There's a ghetto Lilliputia out there. There okay? is no Lilliputia. You made up that answer. No one ever said I couldn't make things up. Oh. It's my game show. Well, nobody got a point from it, so I guess no harm done. I don't no, think anyone, no one would have gotten Lilliput no, there's anyway. harm done to my game show. No one will ever tarnish the name and mm. reputation of my game show. All right, we should just get, we should just get back into it. We should no just get back No worse than you tarnish it, it yourself. Awesome. Fire it up, Fire it up. 
Yeah, back to my game show where D is still losing with no points. Nick, you don't have any points either, so you don't have a reason to bitch. And Darkseid, all you do is play the fart machine because you don't have any points. I didn't even say anything. I don't care. <laughs> Beth, you have two points, but I'm taking away a point because no. you were supporting D on that. I, I said no. Sean, I gave her the point, and I I'll take it away. Set. The point, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, thanks for your support. If you're lucky, you'll get the Blitzkrieg round. We'll get even with him. <clears throat> Aren't you the boss of him, D? Yes, I am. No. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. I'm sorry, <laughs> but not for this. Not for this few not minutes. Not my so. game show. Fire up the first clue for Nick for this next question. Please. It's an award that the second runner-up in Miss America gets. Hmm. Who? What do you think? What would you give as an award? Um, a badass medal, VH1. <laughs> Disappointed, Nick. He could have went in so many directions with that. Dark side, shame. <laughs> okay. It's not that bad to D? be a runner up. What is a hot pink Jeep? <laughs> <laughs> right. Good guess. It's funny. No, Beth. What's the booby prize? Booby prize. Can you be more specific? What's the booby prize? <laughs> a booby prize? I was looking for any other terms you might have for breasts, but no, that's wrong. Next clue for Nick. <laughs> the party before a wedding where the bride receives gifts. Ooh, that's a clue and a half right there. Come I think on, I know Nick. it. Yeah, I bet uh, you do. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Um, the rehearsal slot. <laughs> I can't wait for mine. He's working with yeah. the two clues there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Best rehearsal slot. <laughs> All right, D. As you can see, Beth's uh, dark side, isn't it? Yeah, dark oh, side. Dark side. The yeah. party before a wedding where the bride receives gifts. Uh, I'll say a shower. Don't Bridal give him any shower. clues. Bridal shower. No, I don't think that counts. What do you mean it doesn't count? <laughs> I got it in before you hit the buzzer. Bridal shower. It's not you think right it's answer. a bridal shower? No, I don't think it's anything, Psycho. You already took away Beth, one of my stop points. It. Beth, stop. Bridal shower. You don't think it's any type of Is it a freaking shower? bridal shower that. or not? Well, if you're going to be you snotty suck. about it. I guess yeah. I'm not going to give you the point. This game sucks. Beth? It's the game is What was the first clue again? Down my throat, Lockwood. An award that the second runner-up in Miss America gets. Oh, I know what it second is. Second runner-up <laughs> yeah. in Miss America. Damn. D, Some maybe kind you of can... shower. Oh, what is a golden shower? Oh, oh that's not fair. Nothing. Did I get it? Yes. Ding, ding. You didn't hear it, D? No, I'll give it I didn't. Again. I was so there shocked. You go. All right. Yeah. One point for hey, D. Woo! All right. Beth, you were going to say golden shower? Of course. Shower? Of course. So are we still <laughs> playing this game under protest, D? No, I'm, I'm feeling very good now. Do you think it's any now. kind of colored shower? <laughs> yeah. trying to help people out. Some people are slower than others. All right. Thanks, man. Well, D, you just tied up Beth because I took one of her points away. So why yeah. don't we... Give Beth the next clue to the next question. That is a liposuction defect. Defect? Yes. What is a uh, dimpled butt? <laughs> but. <laughs> no. All right, Nick. Hmm. Uh, it's a clogged drain pipe. <laughs> you are terrible this week. Dark side? 
Is he even thinking? Put your thinking cap on. <laughs> Defect. Um, you don't have any points yet, so you better get this one. What is a liposuction defect? Uh, I don't know. Um, you don't know? No, I have no idea. No. All right, D. For, oh, just by the way, I think we should make the big loser wear a dunce hat the next week. <laughs> next week, the big cone-shaped dunce hat. Notice he says uh, it after he got a point. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I lose a lot, though. I'm setting myself up to wear it. That's, <laughs> you know, I, I know. So what is cellulite? What is cellulite? Somewhat of a good answer. All right, why don't we have the next clue for Beth Lockwood? A learning disability. Learning disability. That's interesting. <laughs> what is um, attention deficit disorder? Uh, <laughs> all right, we've Nick. No, yeah, we go to you, Nick. Now we've had liposuction, learning disability. Sean is sitting right next to me. What do you think the answer is? Uh, that stupid kid from Enfield? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. All right. What do you think, D? Dark side, dark side, dark side. What is a suck ass? A suck ass. <laughs> Damn. All right, D. <laughs> All right. Going off of the three clues, and you really gave us three. Learning disabled. No, you've only had lipos two clues. Yeah. Liposuction defect, and you threw us a bone when you said. I did. Sean. I'm going to go with who is Flounder. You are wrong. No. <laughs> All right. Last clue for Beth. Back in the 70s, manufactured by the U.S. government, tested on U.S. personnel. <laughs> what? What is, um... Is Agent Orange? <laughs> hey, you took my answer. on the right track. All right, Nick. American Studies major... Secret agent, man. <laughs> Secret agent? No. Dark side, dark side, dark side. Uh, Think about those first two clues. Liposuction. You don't have any points. Uh, I don't know. Acid? Oh. Very close, my friend. Mr. Snyder, you want to take... I'm running right away with it today, baby. What is lead singer's disease? LSD. Yeah. Oh. Ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it go. D, two points yeah. right there. I'm back, people. I'm I, back. I, yeah. I had Sean sitting next to me, the lead singer thing. Mm. There you go. All right. No crying on my game show. All right. We got one more question. Then we'll I like to remove my protest, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm rescinding it. Well, I don't get my point back, though. No, you don't. No, I'm All sorry. Right. <laughs> made a mistake of siding with me. Moving on right to the last question before the Blitzkrieg round. Play the clue for the slack one. Out in mountains and woodsy areas, there are signs for where the animals have to stop so they don't get hit by vehicles. <laughs> what is deer crossing? No. Is there a sign where this guy's got to stop because he just keeps going? Wow. What do you think, Nick? Hmm. Uh, Nick, before you speak, this is a popular phrase. Popular phrase. Um, hmm. Oh, dark side. Oh, right God. A, uh, a uh, rest area stop. No, no, it's not a rest area stop. Dark side. Much like when I ask for a raise, the buck stops here. Hey. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. One whoa. clue. 
Give Darkseid two points. He did that on one clip. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, plus, right. you're saying this is a popular phrase, which the I didn't get. The buck stops here is a very popular phrase within <laughs> the clear channel. Psycho. from <laughs> 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 Why? The winds have changed. Does it say that on Paula's door? I think so. <laughs> Jeez, I hear the, I hear the music. And you all know what this means. It's time for the Blitzkrieg round. Sean, give me a pen in hand. I'm going to write down the score. I'm not going to use my buzzer, so I'm just going to go right to the next person. I got quick questions. I want quick answers. We're going to start off with Mr. D. Snyder. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. You wanted to protest, so I'm skipping you and going right to Beth. To the best of my knowledge, how many times has Niagara Falls frozen over? Never. To Nick. Once. Dark side. Twice. D. Three. Answer was six. Moving back to Beth. What what team just won the Stanley Cup in hockey? The Colorado Avalanche. Hey, one point for Beth. Oh. Nick, what perfume asks viewers of its television commercials to share the fantasy? Uh, S.J. Lauder. No, dark side. Candies. D. <laughs> D. D. You missed it. Obsession. Beth. Calvin Klein. Was Chanel. Number five. Uh. Uh. Moving on to Nick. What color is the one ball in pool? Light. Too late. Dark side. Yellow. Oh, dark side with a point. Damn Moving it. on to D. What soup has mucus as its active ingredient? Too late. <laughs> Consomme? <laughs> Mushroom. Dark side. Semen. Oh, moving on to D. What's what the answer? <laughs> Bird's nest soup. Don't ask questions. What was my nickname as a small toddler? D. Scumbag. Jerk <laughs> <laughs> face. Nick. Dickhead. Dark side. Psycho. Dark side, you're the winner. I didn't like any of those last answers. My nickname as a little toddler was Poopy Boy. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> yeah. Sean, we don't even need a final score, Sean, but announce it anyway. Well, the final score, Psycho, is Dark Side wins with four points. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Followed by Dee and Beth with two points apiece. And Nick is the big loser this week. Zero. Not, Don't Dave. matter. I have four. Scumbag was not my name growing up. Thank you. <laughs> it is today. Sure it wasn't jerk face? <laughs> no protest. Would you face. like it to be? Hey, and what was your first Blitzkrieg question, by the way? Um, my first was Creek yeah, question. Niagara, to the best of his knowledge, to how the many best times? of my knowledge, how many times oh. has Niagara Falls? But you know, frozen it has over? frozen over. Yes, I remember reading a story when I was a kid about someone who lived there waking up in the middle of the night and they didn't know why, and they said well, something woke them up, and it was that Niagara Falls, that lived near the falls, had stopped. And, and it just went silent because it, fro- it freezes up. It happens. Yeah, I can actually produce a picture of it, Beth. Okay. How cool I don't doubt is you. that? All right. It's just interesting hey. when the question starts, to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> I've never heard Trebek start any kind of question that way. <laughs> well, that's how my game show works. I know. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a break. Come back. The news is next. Beth, what's going on? I'm going to regroup. Well, you can soon, well, at least in one country, get Godzilla meat in a can. I'll explain about that. Is Saddam Hussein a Harlequin novelist? He may be. Also, uh, if you're looking to getting some of these tooth whitening treatments, you may want to listen to the story first. Also, good news for you, Nick. The Guinness Book is tracking down now the world's oldest person, and it's a female. Ooh. Because remember, the other one just died. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were excited about that. Also, Jennifer Lopez may be expanding in front for an interesting reason. I'll tell you about that. And how you can get Madonna in your bedroom. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. 
Okay, uh, and we've got Glam Slam Metal Jam tickets to give away as well. It's happening Friday at the Meadows Theater. Poison, Warrant, Quiet Riot. Enough's enough, and yours truly. I'm for getting up there and jamming with Poison. <laughs> all right, so uh, I have that to look forward to, which is kind of nice. That's all happening on D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Show me Dark Side's nipple. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple. Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Stop sucking right now! What do you mean? I'm trying to understand! Who are you? D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Um, wow, a lot of reaction. I didn't even think about that before when I was telling you guys what was coming up next. We were talking about the death penalty, you know, and that guy who was killed yesterday. Well, I'm not going to mention his name. He's gone. Goodbye. You're a t-shirt, pal. And you're dead. You're dust. Um, I told you tomorrow on D-Snyder Radio, who's going to snap first? Thursday, look forward to Ask D-Snyder Radio, which is your question sent to Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. Ask any of us any question from the sublime to the ridiculous. We fear no question. And Friday, as always, uh, Rob Dibble from ESPN Radio is going to be calling in. And by the way, Friday, we're expecting all, all day Friday, all day, all show Friday, CC DeVille from Poison, who is a great guest, says he is going to be coming in for the duration. Now, we'll see. I mean, you know, his intentions could be very good, but he is a rock star and he is on tour. But he is a lunatic. And he says he's coming that and down. And to that end, I want to tell you that the Glam Slam Metal Jam is coming to town. They're at the Meadows Music Theater this Friday. Poison, Warrant, Quiet Riot, and Enough's Enough are performing at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. Okay? With a special appearance by yours truly. I'm going to come out and do a tune with Poison. Okay? Can't believe I've become friends with those guys. But they wrote they are nice guys. And they, it's nice to meet a fan. They appreciate me. We've got a pair of tickets to give away right now. If you're calling number 10 at 860-666-4444, uh, you'll be going to the show. And this is, um, you know what? Let's see. Scene, uh, part of Poison, they really get it, Beth. You know, mm -hmm. like they give you like the old vibe show. You know what I mean? They know what, they're giving people what they want. Warrant. I don't know how they're doing now, but last time I saw him, Janie Lane had a wallet chain, and I just said, this is not, you know, I don't think we have people remember him from the 80s. That's the lead singer. Quiet Riot, they get it. Original members, pretty cool. Kevin Dubrow, more hair than he ever had. <clears throat> and uh, Enough's Enough, uh, really good, almost made it band, but they're very entertaining live. So you could can do worse than go and check it out, the uh, Glam Slam Metal Jam this Friday night. And like I said, I'll be hanging out and... I think even my family may be going up as well. Beth's going. Nick, you going? I have to work at the brickyard. Oh, okay. Well, uh, oh my God. I don't think they realize that you were at the brickyard right up against their appearance at the Meadows. <laughs> should have planned Conflict. for that. Conflict. thought that out. Yep. should have thought that out. Tom from Beacon Falls has won tickets to the Glam Slam Metal Jam. You can stop calling now. I think we'll have another pair to give away tomorrow. Okay. Okay, some reactions. Uh, song parody. Uh, this is from Ignaps. Says Fresh Frankie's song parody submission. 
This morning was awesome. Could you play it again? It definitely deserves more airplay. It was very good. And uh, it may, who knows? You'll hear it again if it's a contender. Because we got more and more coming in. Tomorrow we'll play another one. We played a really good one today as well. Mad Kidder writes, I wanted to write in a comment on Fresh Frankie's song parody. I was laughing through most of the whole thing. If they're all like that, you guys are going to have a difficult time judging. No kidding. No kidding. By the way, um, Nick, he just wants to correct you. It's El Poncho de la Burro. Burro or something like that. Yeah. Is the, the word Don, that's the proper title of that painting we're talking about. Yeah. Now, on to the subject of the death penalty. I was talking about yesterday. That guy was, was fried. No, he wasn't fried. He was put to sleep. Uh, and Kiki says, I don't buy the crap that his childhood turned him into a killer. My family has also been through divorce, death, and our share of loneliness and hard times. Give me a break. Another danger to our society gone. Next in line, please step up. That isn't what I said. And, and there's somebody, there was a little lack of clarity. Of course, divorce does not make uh, somebody a killer. I was pointing out the significance of uh, the traumatic effect those things can have on kids. And the trauma is there. Divorce is traumatic. My wife's family went through divorce. I'm still dealing with the issues of that divorce. Okay? She was traumatized. No, she's not killing anybody. She's not hurting anybody. She was hurt. And I was just observing that here was the turning point for this guy, the traumatic thing in his life that started him into another direction. Obviously, uh, a very uh, a very sad and, and uh, evil one at that. Um, that guy is evil. Is another letter here. And the bleeding heart liberals who think he should have been rehabilitated are even worse. The nation is forgetting this man murdered an enormous number of people. These were innocent people. This should not receive an ounce of humanity or consideration. That's Sam Bryant. I haven't. I may have missed it. I haven't really heard anybody crying out for rehabilitation. Well, um, I don't know people who are against the death penalty. But I don't think anyone is saying that he should ever be let out of jail. Um, no, yeah, that's well, that's true. I think he's. It was a longer letter, and he was actually expounding on the general attitude of uh, of what he called bleeding heart liberals who, you know, are in favor of uh, sparing these people and, and rehabilitating hardened criminals and things like that. He's not, I didn't read the whole letter because it was very lengthy, but he was not a big fan of rehabilitation. Okay. In any in anyway, Terry writes and says, uh, I had a comment on your take of where McVeigh took a left, what was it, his name, a left to end up on death row. Although I don't agree that his mom leaving dad for another man made him what he was, the essence of your perception may be valid. Strong family values, a cohesive, loving environment of support and emotional growth, the ability to establish and enforce limits are what makes a kid grow into a functional adult. This can be accomplished whether the parents are living together or not. Don't blame his mom or his dad or his poor dysfunctional background. What was missing was his ability to separate right from wrong as a grown man. He did what he did of his own volition in spite of how he grew up, signed Terry. Yes. There's no doubt about that at, at all. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, Nick. You know, for example, uh, lo loving parents and, you know, functioning adult. I'm not sure about that. He's getting there, though, right, Nick? Yeah, I'm doing better. One day. You're getting better? 
Um, uh, Genghis John says, being humane about the death penalty is like trying to be polite while beating somebody up. It's not possible. The death penalty should be inhumane. It should be cruel, painful, and fear-inducing. The cruel and painful part is to punish the criminal, and the fear-inducing part will hopefully deter any other people from committing a capital offense. Rock on, Genghis John. Right on, Genghis John. See, that's the part that's missed. It's not, it's not just for the guy who's being killed. It's the effect it has on other people, those of us who believe in it. I know you think you'd said, feel better? Um, would you really feel better if he were tortured before he were killed? That would make you feel better? Tortured? I don't know about torture, but I'll tell you Slow what. Slow and painful the and way he went, The way he went was crap, okay? He sat there and he stared defiantly at people who had suffered. The witnesses were there. He knew the witnesses were there. He was put to sleep. Okay, he was put to sleep. Yeah, he's badass. They're putting me to sleep. I'm staring you down. If he had been given a more severe punishment, something which was painful, where you suffered, I'd like to see how bold he would have been staring down the victims of his crime. That's crap. Every one of those people who witnessed it, they were freaked out by the fact that he, he glared at them. Oh, it's easy to glare when you've been given Somonex or some, some, some medicine to put you to sleep. You're still getting killed. He's not badass. He's a coward like all of them. He's a coward. I'm certainly not, I'm certainly not saying that I find anything redeeming in his character, but I just, I, like I said yesterday, I really would feel uncomfortable living in a society where... Retribution was painful, beating deaths of people. Okay, maybe beating death is extreme. Although I am a favorite in letting the... I think he should have been blown up. I honestly think he should have been blown up. That would make me uncomfortable too. a bomb to his ass and blown him up. Okay? What you do is what you give what you receive. I, I don't so, well, um, well, I mean, you <clears throat> think that that's like... You know, like everybody says, you should burn down the homes of arsonists and rape rapists and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Eye for an eye. I'm half Jewish, you know. Well, we're very big an on interesting eye for an eye. form of justice. <laughs> <laughs> well, eye for an eye. But then I feel I have to turn the other cheek after we've done that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I'm confused. Uh, Tina. Hammond says, I want to let you know that I appreciate your comments on parenting this morning. It was right on the money. People who, for whatever reasons, become parents need to recognize their obligation and to realize that their actions often have far more far-reaching consequences. That is what I was saying. I wasn't saying his parents made him a killer. I was just I was just saying that just as dark side, I mean it's it's, it's very simplified there. Stop to just think, well, how is this going to affect my kids? And you can't always do everything perfect. I don't. I certainly don't. I'm sure me being away from home as I am, I've made some life choices. You know, you, and some choices are just, you know, you make decisions early on and you have to sort of follow through with them or whatever. You do the best you can. But that's what people got to do, the best they can. And do just be conscious of the fact. That's what I was trying to say, that it is affecting your kid. And sometimes you can't help it affect your kid, but at least be aware of it. And then try to do damage control in certain situations. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know what the situation was with his parents when his mother left, but I certainly don't think that anyone could have predicted that he would have taken this course. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying yeah, but parents I understand. should be in jail or prison. I'm just saying, here, look at this. You know, kids are, are victims emotionally. 
often, you know, in, in these situations. Uh, Mike D says, until the human race becomes more civilized and realizes that killing one another is wrong, the more civilized citizens of the world must use the unfortunate means of using the death penalty as a deterrent. Death is the ultimate fear, no matter what anyone says. I really don't That's, think that... I mean, Timothy McVeigh obviously had to know that a consequence of his action was possibly being killed. And I seriously don't think he would have stopped him, D. He, he wouldn't have said, well, I might get the death penalty for this and maybe I won't do it. No uh, way. Oh, yeah. No, he. I think he knew that he... Uh, I don't think I don't know. If, I don't know if he's been asked if he thought he if he had been asked if he thought he would get away with it because he was pretty damn clumsy about that aspect of it. I don't think somebody like Timothy McVeigh wanted to get away with it. He wanted. I mean, he made his point. Yeah. Well, uh, here's one more here. We got a couple more here. It says uh, Matt and Wilford says the one thing about the death penalty that irks me is that most of the people that scream and pout that it's inhumane and who and who are we to play God? Those same people wish that McVeigh or any other death row inmate sit in a secluded confinement for the rest of his life. And they're pleased with that? That's okay? Which is worse? Playing God or playing God with a sick sense of humor? I was thinking about that as well. I mean, I see, I think, you want to talk about humane, locking somebody in a cell for their entire lives. I mean, I see where some people say, you know, that that's better. I don't because know. If that were true, you wouldn't have people on death row fighting all the way to the Supreme Court. It's very rare that they don't take every avenue afforded them to get out of being put to death rather than sit in the cell their entire lives. I mean, you don't see I, people after the first trial saying, all right, you're, you got me. I mean, that's why it takes so long to put people to death because they don't want to die. They'd rather sit in prison. Wouldn't you? We, I think I would, but I wonder. Uh, I, I wonder if... Once you're there for a while, like you know, on paper, it seems like a better deal. But if it's just a, it's just a miserable, it's just a ship. If they're going to be in prison, it should be a miserable existence. It shouldn't be a nice existence. I don't think it's all that cool. In Staying prison. in prison? Yeah. I mean, you know, it people. Depends who, where you are. You know, people. I know people. Gone. Federal, yeah, federal pen. They separate them from the general population. They've got. I'm not saying they have a good life over there, but I'm saying it's not. Uh, it's not inhumane by any means. They have a humane existence. D, uh, here's a guy who says, uh, Sparkio says, D, you give that last meal to someone that might actually deserve it or someone who will be able to at least crap it out later. That's a big waste of a nice filet mignon. He says, I don't like seeing people get killed off unless they deserve it, and that was one son of a bitch that did. I mean, he admitted. He admitted mm -hmm. that, he, that he killed all those people. And he said, what do you, what do you refer to him as? Collateral damage. Collateral damage. Uh, Ignaps writes, I'm an opponent of the death penalty. Don't get me wrong, I think he should pay for what he did, but to me, killing him lets him off way too easily. I feel we should come up with a way of punishing him that would simply make him wish he were dead. Every day of his artificially prolonged life, if need be. People talk about justice for the dead. What about those left behind? His punishment is over, but for them, their grief will last the rest of their lives. Okay? All right, we got a lot of people on the phone. Rebe oh, wait, well, let's hold on before I take that. I'll take some calls in a second. Um, Psycho Dan, give me a traffic update, would you? Rebecca from Manchester's on the phone. What do you think, Rebecca? All right, I have an analogy for you. You have a okay. baby. You don't want to drop the baby. You put it down nicely. I can't believe they treated him like a baby. They put him down so easy. They should have yeah, chained oh, him totally. to a wall. Chained him to a wall and had the family members of victims tear him to pieces. 
I mean, he had the audacity. I mean, you see, they said, he, you know, you're right, they put you to sleep first. It was I a know. nice, that's you slip into up. sleep. Yeah, and he laid there staring wide-eyed on purpose. Thank you, Rebecca. I mean, he deliberately, he didn't make a mention, he made, didn't make a statement, but he stared defiantly at the camera. Well, what did you want from this guy, D? He blew up a building and killed 168 people. Did you want him to I change his him, tune? Uh, yes, I want well, it's not gonna happen. him punished. Oh, it could. Trust me. They could have him. There are people out there who could have that guy begging for mercy. I'm thank God that our society at least doesn't have that in the law. I can't imagine I that when some that you allow people to go in and rip somebody apart piece by piece. Don't commit the crime. I want people to be repentant. I want. I want. Well, you can't force you know, people to, to be laying repentant. There staring repentant. at me like he's a badass. Well, he obviously. Ugh, I'm being put to sleep. I can stare you down. But he doesn't feel bad, and he's not sorry for what he did. You can't make somebody feel that way. I think you can. You can force somebody to say, "I'm sorry." He's never going to feel that way, D. Ripping his That's arms okay. and legs off. Say, uncle. I want him to say, uncle. I want him to say, uncle. See, a lot of people think Jay from Bristol thinks the punishment should be worse. Janice from West Havens. The the Amish have a good punishment. I said Amish. I meant the Quakers. Okay, the the, oh, I'm, I'm a Quaker. So uh, wh no, what do we wait, do? The Quakers are against the death penalty. And I read a letter somebody wrote to my local, local paper. And their alternative, the way they would punish their own people or anybody else that committed a crime, stick them in a cell, no human contact, no human conversation, no entertainment value, books, TV, anything. Actually, no electricity. All they have is a cell window that's above their head, and all they get is the daylight. And they spend the rest of their lives in that room, and all they do is get their food passed through to them through the door. I'll tell you, I'm becoming a Quaker. <laughs> he, he, was in a, he was in a federal pen, Beth. He had cable. Yep. He he spent his days conversing with the Unabomber mm -hmm. and these other terrorists. They <laughs> sat there having intellectual discussions. This is crap. The Quakers I'm not in favor of that, you, D. I'm not in favor of giving the guy cable and all the amenities of a nice padded home. But I'm just saying, I don't... I mean, in my mind, I can't imagine punishment is that you torture somebody and physically rip a person apart. There's a big difference between that and cable TV. There's well, a lot of gray area between those two things. Attempting to represent the other side, not attempting. I mean, well, I mean, you, you know, I'm not. You're not anti-death penalty. Well, I know you're kind of in a weird. I, spot. I have to. I mean, I have weird issues on this that I'm still working out. You know, because I think for a lot of things, when you're growing up, your opinions develop. Not just for the death penalty. These big issues like death penalty and abortion. You sort of frame your opinions on things by how your parents feel and how your influences feel and then when you get a little older you start to evaluate them on your own and I'm still doing this with a lot of the big issues and I don't think that that's rare I think a lot of people go through that and I my thing on the death penalty is there's no way I could ever sit on a jury and put somebody to death I, I could never do that it's not within my realm of the possible um and if anybody ever deserved the death penalty I suppose it's Timmy McVeigh but I don't have that all rectified with Don't call in him myself. Timmy. I said Sounds Timothy. Nice. <laughs> oh, she said but, Timmy. So, you know, it is, a, it is a big issue. I certainly am not black and white on it like you guys are, but I darn well know that I don't want it to be ripped Timmy. apart by wild animals. Too bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a little, a little anyway. South Park. No, um, you know, everybody who was on the phone are all like, you know, like pro, like 
beating this guy to death, you know. So I'm. Uh, I, I mean, mean, really uh, though, really. I really appreciate I, I, that, I Joe really, from Bristol. Dave from Bristol. All these people are from Bristol. <laughs> I'm staying the hell out of Bristol. These I, people are nuts. I, that's so shocking to me. I guess it's not. I mean, it's it's. He's done something so horrendous. It's difficult to wrap your mind around it. And but okay, put yourself in in the victim's <clears throat> shoes though. I, you know what I'm know. saying? Like, what if it was it one of your family members? You know, are you gonna say, oh, just. Put them to sleep and that'll be enough. Well, I certainly... No, I really seriously, Dave, I can't ever... I'm not in that position. She's not saying she has the answer. It's tough to say how you'd react if that actually did happen to you, but I can't imagine that I would ever want somebody tormented or... I can't even stand to see a street fight, you know? I have to walk away. I I really hate violence. I don't think there was enough pain in the world for him. I think he should be slowly inserted into a wood chipper and then taken out. your opinion on it. Salt and alcohol. Yeah, Yeah, but how does that make you feel better? It's not going to bring that person back. Hmm. No, but still, you know why he did it, you know? I don't. It's just... It's sort of a thing of like, so you're, you know, you sort of go down to the level of what that person did. I, I don't know. That's that sort of eye for an eye thing. Well, I saw some people talking, and, and, and there's definitely a, a million opinions. They talk to people who have actually had, uh, the, you know, they, they've been, been, you know, had loved ones who were murdered, mm-hmm. and some people found closure when the person was put to death. It was like... That guy's gone out of my life. Now I can focus on my loss, not on this person. And you know, there are actually a few people who I saw in some of the Sunday morning talk shows who had relatives who died in that blast or who were in that blast themselves and remained opposed to the death penalty, even for Timothy McVeigh. So I think that there are people who have these things happen to loved ones and it doesn't change convictions. There's other ones who said they thought it would. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a person who's been involved and then it didn't, it didn't change anything. That wasn't the solution. They thought it would be. So there's a lot. But, but Wendy from Long Island, I've said, she's got a good question. Yes, Wendy, I forgot about that. Yeah, th- that's the whole point. First of all, I'd like to thank you guys for finally putting good radio back on the air. Well, and thank you, Wendy. And um, the thing was, he was not sentenced to death. He was sentenced to life imprisonment. He was the one that asked to be put down. And my attitude is, Oh, you want to be put down. You don't want to be in prison the rest of your life. Too bad. To him, that I, I remember that. He asked, for de- he asked for the death penalty. I remember saying to myself, well, if you're asking for it, you should be forced to have life in prison in that case. That's I agree. What I'm saying. They took away his worst fear. Yeah, they definitely did. He did ask. Thank you, Wendy. He, I remember, I don't know if he, they were sentenced him, but I remember he said he wanted to be killed. He stopped fighting, basically. I think he would have gotten... He? I mean, I think that, that was, it was pretty certain that he was going to get it anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think yeah, they can well, sentence you to something and you pick the alternative and get it. It doesn't you know, think I think it he just started I think he stopped yeah, well, he, yeah, well, he certainly didn't go through a huge appeals process like yeah, most people that. sentenced to death do. All right, let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Uh, and a couple let, couple letters. Uh, one regarding the Ali Frazier mm-hmm. fight that you saw about. Fresh Frankie says, uh, um, yet another erroneous news report, Beth, says... You're all wrong about the outcome of the bout between Ali and Frazier. Um, he says it was a split decision. <laughs> right, Frankie. And he apologizes on the bottom. says, I'm sorry, Beth, I couldn't resist. Uh, Doc B writes in. says, D, I heard that Nick was upset about John Bon Jovi, a fine New Jersey boy receiving an honorary college degree and being asked to give the commencement address. 
Uh, he says, to ease Nick's pain, I have arranged for him to receive an honorary diploma and be the keynote speaker at a local nursery school graduation. <laughs> <laughs> they feel that Nick is particularly suited to give the commencement address entitled, Why Not Play... Why not play with your caca and pee-pee? <laughs> <laughs> Commencement address. <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. Let <laughs> me take out your duty. <laughs> uh, and uh, lastly, you know, yesterday we were doing sound bites, and I said we should have a top ten. Uh, what was it was. Lines from movies, right? Mm -hmm. And we should we have a top ten Dark Side Dave's fart machine soundbite list, and Mad Kidda took the opportunity to put a few together that he thinks would be in his top ten soundbites of, of Dark Side Dave's. Are you ready? Uh, number ten, the prostate Ow! exam. Doug B. <laughs> oh no. Just relax. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Number nine. Oh. The classic, that's an attention getter. That's an attention getter. <laughs> Who is that? Is that Grandpa Monster? No, that's from uh, Smokey and the Bandit. That's, uh, what's, oh, what's, his, uh, what's name? his name? The, uh, from Honeymooners. Gleason. Gleason. Jackie Jackie Gleason. Gleason. Oh, he says that? Oh, great. Uh, number eight on my kid's list would be you're, you're mad, mad at your dad, dad, not at me. I forgive you. <laughs> right on. Oh, that one's from, wait, that's Big Daddy, right? That's Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, that's Adam Sandler. Yeah. I didn't know where that came from. Then I was watching Big Daddy on video. I said, oh, that's where it's from. Okay, then you're ready for this one, number seven. From now on, your name is Flounder. <laughs> <laughs> the classics. Mm -hmm. Nothing but classics. Now, number six, I don't know if this counts as a sound bite because it's really a sound montage. Are you, uh, can you handle it, Dark Side? Sure can. Son of a bitch! This was Mr. Lentino <laughs> leaving, leaving Longmeadow, heading down to the station to stop his own son from drinking urine. His own urine. Not but, in time. By the way, Matt Kidder says, kudos, Darkseid. You are a true master. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, number five. As soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> More classic Jackie Gleason. Yeah, you know, actually, my kid had noticed. He says that the that the sound bites they sort of run in in cycles. Dark side has, mm -hmm. you know, I guess it makes sense. You use them for a while because that's a relatively new one. It's a goodie. Number four, my kid Could it be to the that top. Once again, you are angry at something else and are looking to take it out on me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the three amigos snubbed by the Academy. <laughs> And the, and the movie going public, as a matter of fact, <laughs> if I remember. Yeah. Number three. Gunigogo. Oh, short. Gunigogo. He likes both of them. He says they're two different ones. His one's got a lot more vehemence in it. Gunigogo. <laughs> how many are there? There's three of them. Oh, there's actually three of them. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Son of a bitch! Is that yeah, Tom actually, Cruise? Yeah, it's from Rain Man. Okay, right, right, right. Oh, is it? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, he couldn't handle him anymore, so he got out the car and right. just started screaming. <laughs> 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 Much like Nick's dad did. With the luggage and stuff. Yeah. And uh, this is and this is the number one on Mad Kid's list, the soundbite of uh, our show. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, he's throwing up. Oh, oh my god! Did you throw up? The 
humanity. Oh my God. That's fresh. That's new. That's fresh. It's new. It's the latest. Let's see, Nick. How many are you responsible for? Prostate exam, your dad's reaction, and uh, and you also come in with uh, me and Beth's reaction. See, I would have had uh, okay. I'm an excellent driver on there, too. I love that one. Oh, I think you know, other people have different lists, mm-hmm. but here's a list you know, from Mad Kidda and his opinion. I would have put okay, one look. the one from yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. Nick's, uh, today I'm your worst nightmare. Remember <laughs> <laughs> he said, right now I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> we, weren't able to sa- we weren't able to sample that, were we? No, I didn't uh, get that one. It was kind of noisy. All right, you know what? We're supposed to do news. We will do news, but we will first take a break, come back, and then we'll get into all those great stories that Beth was teasing with us, teasing us with only moments ago. Do stick around for more D-Sounder Radio. This is Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Are you offended? He has a name. You call him by his name. The Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Pan Bus Line. There's, there's something. Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, it's cool. oh we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Okay. Check it out. King of the Ring. It's coming on Sunday, June 24th, live. It's WWF's King of the Ring, of course. Live at AT&T and Cox in-demand pay-per-view for only $29.95. And look what we've got. we got a King of the Ring prize pack to give away. Don't start calling right now because it's not that easy. Prize pack has a usual fare from the WWF in it, but the big deal is... That each of you who wins the prize pack over the next three days... Are we doing three or four, Nick? Uh, four days. Four days, okay. Will be your name. We put in the drawing for the grand prize, which is a trip to see the King of the Ring via Continental Airlines. No, 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 no. You will fly. <laughs> okay, you're not flying on Continental Airlines. We don't know what airline you're on. But you will be flown from here down to New Jersey, round-trip airfare... And ground transportation, two nights at the Renaissance Meadowlands Hotel, and tickets for the King of the Ring event at the Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey on Sunday, June 24th. That'll be a nice weekend. So what do you got to do to qualify and win a prize pack? You got to answer this trivia question. All right, call number 10 or whatever it takes with the right answer. Which WWF superstar has wrestled in the WWF as P.J. Walker and Aldo Montoya. Call now, 860-666-4444. Get the right answer. Win the prize pack. Qualify for Friday's grand prize drawing. All right, with that said, it is time now for some news. He's Snyder Radio. Barbara Bailey, the matriarch of one of Connecticut's most famous political families, has died at the age of 93. Bailey was the widow of John Bailey, the former state and national Democratic Party chairman. She was mother to four children, including former Congresswoman Barbara Kennelly and Chief State's Attorney John Bailey. Little known, distant relative of Bill Bailey, (laughs) who was a famous rock and roll singer. Dark Side Dave. You know who that is? Bill Bailey. Isn't yeah, that's, that uh, Won't Axel, You Come Home, Bill Bailey? Axel Rose. Axel William, Rose's real name. It William is? William Bailey, that's right. Is Bill mm-hmm. Bailey. 
I, <laughs> I no wonder he's so effed up. Don't think he's related to the Connecticut Baileys. <laughs> hey, don't you come home, Bill Bailey. Oh, man, he must have hated life. <laughs> well, Philippine military officials are saying now there is a strong possibility that claims from Muslim rebels are true. The rebels say they've beheaded one of three American hostages and they'll kill more of their captives if their demands aren't met. They're trying to sort of establish an independent Islamic state down there. And are so they're chopping Americans' yeah, heads off? Well, they've taken, in addition to a few Americans, I think three, they also have several Filipinos held hostage as well. People, get the hell out of that country. They're nuts. Have you seen how many shoes Imelda Margos had? <laughs> that was her country, right? Yes. You knew something was wrong with them. Uh, Brian from Wallingford won the WWF prize pack, so tomorrow we'll give another one away, and he qualifies for the grand prize drawing on Friday. What was the answer? Oh, thank you. The answer was just incredible. Okay. Just incredible. Uh, also wrestled as PJ Walker and Aldo Montoya. I guess by now you've noticed that they have many names, these mm. guys. You know. Japan's best-known monster is coming to stores canned. Godzilla meat is actually a few ounces of corned beef marketed by a Tokyo toy company, and it's packaged with pictures of the big, stomping, fire-breathing dinosaur. Spokeswoman for the company says people can eat Godzilla and become powerful. Cans are slated to appear in October in Japan for about $5 U.S., no plans so far to export Godzilla meat, unfortunately. I used to love collecting Godzilla merchandise. Well, this would be great for your Japan. collection. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a piece <laughs> of uh, a little can of Godzilla meat to have there. Because I got Godzilla lighters and mittens and masks. And Do you have this album? Uh, no, I'm not a big fan of the Blue Oyster Cult. B.O.C. This song, oh, this song sucks. Godzilla. Starkson, you love this song. Blue Oyster Cult's awesome. <laughs> it's something you don't hear every day. Blue Oyster Cult's Fortunately for awesome. them, <laughs> you're not alone. They've had a, they've sold a few records. They have. God They're still them. touring, I think. They're still coming yeah, around. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, I had an epiphany when I saw I was out. I saw one of their tour jackets. It says Blue Oyster Cult on tour forever. <laughs> That's what it says on their jackets oh, in their fifties, so for God's sake. <laughs> oh my God! I said I don't want that to be me. Please, no, God, no. Iraqi broadcasters are planning a television version of a love novel thought to have been written by Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Zabiba and the King, the story of a king who falls in love with a poor married woman, was published anonymously. It is thought that if Saddam didn't at least write it, it's possible either his son did or he oversaw the writing of this novel. In it, Zabiba is killed and raped. This is a love novel, keep in mind. On January 17th, which is the anniversary of the start of the 1991 Gulf War. It'll be a 20-part series produced by the Iraqi Satellite Channel. Apparently, CIA agents, CIA agents have reportedly even studied this book to see if they can learn more about Saddam's political thinking. Whip out everything <laughs> you got and do it in the butt. Chapter it's one. This is an excerpt from a reading from his book. Um, you know, I think that's an interesting, more interesting movie than to make a movie of his book, or if, if that's what they're doing. Because yeah, they're making it of the book. The, the uh, uh, because I think it's interesting that this, you know, this 
Hot, whatever. Because his dictator is secretly a romance novelist. That's funny. In it, they actually, uh, the first appearance of the camel punch. But I'm bummed. Well, this is upsetting for somebody. Hopefully, the person will never find out. But a lottery prize that was uh, $46 million has gone unclaimed in New Jersey. It was for the big game down there. And the year the person had to claim it has expired. And so that money will just go back. Unclaimed. As long as you don't know. Right. That's, you know, you can live with that. I mean, you know, but what if you find out after the fact, like years from now, you pull out a ticket and you see it's a winner. How do you live oh with yourself? Oh, my God. I know. You'd have to kill yourself. <laughs> you just have to end this. <laughs> you have to. You'll even know it, and it wouldn't be a person in the world that would blame you. Mm-hmm. It's like the only thing you could possibly do. <laughs> it's over, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, many it products... Like, go ahead. So, no, I'm not going to go back there. Right. We're, just, we're, we're still inner-joking about uh, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> He put the dick in dictator. <laughs> oh, how could you not get that in? Phew, <laughs> <laughs> it's really... Well, those many products out there that claim to whiten your teeth may not live up to their claims. This is according to a new report from Health Magazine saying that those claims are backed up by little or no hard evidence that the products actually worked. It says in some oh, yeah. cases there was oh. no evidence oh, yeah. and in other cases the products were given an evidence rating of about 10% or less. At best, they may remove some surface stains, but they may not. They're even saying, wait, well, now this is the uh, one the over-the-counter yeah, ones. Yeah, I think these are the over-the-counter ones, not the ones that you go to the dentist to receive. Yeah, the ones at the dentist are great. Mm-hmm. Have I you mean, had I've those? Used them. Oh, really? Yes, I, I, I use it. It definitely worked. I mean, I, you, have to, you have to use them. Not all. Not, they last for quite a while, mm-hmm. but like you know, I mean. I got to use it again, but it lasts for a, a long time. Yeah, but you get like a little mold and everything. It's probably a lot like your bite guard. Yeah. That thing you have is. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool. Darkside uses spray paint. That works too. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. You know, white paint. <laughs> He's going to have all fake ones in about five years. Layer of primer and then nice white. <laughs> High gloss. Yeah. <laughs> well, a six foot tiger shark caught off Australia's east coast has found to contain what police say appears to be a human head as well as some limbs. I don't know if anybody's missing and a head. Actually, the problem is that there are two families in the area who are missing male relatives. And so hey. they now have to find out if it's one of these guys. So can you imagine you're one of these families and you're waiting for those results? Rough day. I don't know. You know. What do you think? You're a woman. Mm-hmm. Your husband's disappeared. You're probably thinking, from the sublime to the ridiculous, you're probably thinking something bad happened to him. Right. But you can't help, you know, you're a woman or whatever. Let's say the guy's middle-aged or whatever. You, you start to wonder if he may have left you and a family. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if he's been gone for a few days, you've got to be thinking all possibilities. Sure, of course. You're in, a, you're in a very frantic state of mind. So, what do you rather find out? Shark that attack? by a tiger shark yeah. or that he left you for somebody else? Um, I really think I would prefer that he, he left me for somebody else. I don't... 
I don't know how good I feel if you were eaten by a tiger. Sh- tiger. I mean, don't get me wrong. His life would not be easy from that point <laughs> forward. <laughs> He'd wish oh, that he oh, were attacked sure. by a shark, but so it's equivalent to death penalty or life imprisonment. You're going for the life imprisonment again. You stay with that. That's right. Life of hell. You ain't getting on that easy, pal. I mean, don't you agree in that case? What should you prefer, Jay? That Suzette's oh, eaten by a shark, or that she leaves you for somebody else? Well, you know, I mean, just um, if she like took off with some right. guy, and then you found out, like, I might be pretty damn angry, you know. But for my kids, like you should expect. But she, but but she would have taken off on my kids too. That's why mm-hmm. I don't know. I might be leaning toward the eating part. <laughs> At least can, this, this closure. There's, there's something to bury, you know, it was horrible, right. it happened, and, you know, the kids can live with that. They didn't do anything wrong, mom mm-hmm. got eaten. Nick? But mom just abandons them. I don't know. I think I'm going for the eating. What do you think? What do you think? I think I'd be going for the eating part, too. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That way she'll you abandon don't you and Connor, or she got eaten by a shark. Yeah, that way you don't have to live a life of, you know, feeling rejection. You know, she chose somebody else over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and your kid's really going to feel rejection. Yeah. I'm going for the eating. I think Nick? it should re- reconsider, Beth. Um, I would go <laughs> for her leaving me, family yeah. leaving. Again, I'm agreeing with Nick. This is happening way too often. We mm. should get married. I don't think so. <laughs> Not that often. <laughs> Forget it. Pee breath. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good news for you anyway, Nick, though. Researchers at the, they actually have researchers at the Guinness Book of World's Records. They're trying to determine if a Michigan woman is now the world's oldest living person. The family of Maud Ferris Luce says she was born January 21st, 1887. Nice beaver. That would be close. Awesome. Caps in a jaw by the door. I would put her at a buck 14. Mm. Uh, yes. uh, 114 pounds? 114 years of age. Her oh, my God. birth certificate was lost over the years, but her family oh. is confident that her age will be authenticated with the aid of the uh. Census Bureau and a wedding <laughs> license from 1903. <laughs> you may remember on June 6th, I know, Nick, you do because you were quite torn up about it, Marie Bremont, a 115-year-old French woman, died in her sleep. Yeah. So now this Michigan woman is vying for the crown. You know, the thing it's is, your reign, your reign is so brief as the world's oldest living person. <laughs> you know, how long do you hold that crown? You better hope hmm. that the book goes to print, you know, within days of you taking over that title. Hmm. Yeah, don't take your sweet-ass time. Extra cheese on the taco? Come oh. on, Dark Side Day. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hmm. What is this, it, Somalia? What are you doing? <laughs> She's lived 114 years and she has to now deal with you? She's lived through every war in modern times. Yeah, but uh, 114... She invented the donkey punch, for God's <laughs> sake. Yeah, but a 114-year-old vagina, of course, is going to have, you know... There are probably whoa, issues. Whoa. Yeah. I'm sure things don't work the way they used to work. Probably right? hangs in the morning. I hope I wasn't too much of a nanomoon. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand is when I mention a story about an extremely elderly person, your first thought is... Come on, like, squeal! What condition her vagina is in? <laughs> well, I was... I think about... I mean, you mentioned a, whim, a woman, and I think about, well, would I have sex with her or not, you know? And you think about someone who's that old, who's 114, you'd be like, 
that's kind of cool, you know no, what I mean? That's that holds some kind of it's distinction. Like, it's like a couple heartbeats away from necrophilia. It's like somebody's been down here with the ugly stick. <laughs> Not really. I mean... No, really. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. Dark side immediately goes to like the sound effects. I mean... <laughs> oh, see, I couldn't do that. She's probably a great, great, great grandma. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? What would Hefe say? Her great great you granddaughter is too old for you. You take this girl. When you want food, you take the food. When you want a woman, you just take the woman. Awesome. Cool. So which brow was this? So you were talking yesterday. There's high brow and there's low brow. Which one's this? A new low. Okay. A new low brow. Just checking. It's as low as it gets. Well, Basement a brow. A mechanic in Norway is lucky. He survived a 12-mile journey clinging to the bottom of a truck. He'd been working on a vehicle at a garage when its driver suddenly got in and took off. Hui Hong Pham had to hang on to the underside of the truck until it slowed down and he managed to roll away. And that's when the driver realized what had happened and called an ambulance. According to the paper, Mr. Pham is recovering at the hospital. Was it on one of those crawlers? He must have been on some kind of a, what do you call them, dollies? Is that what you call them? Mm. Yeah, they call it a crawl, yeah. Is that Long Duck's brother? <laughs> no, this is Fong, not Don. Oh, Fong. Uh, yeah, w wasn't that in one of those, uh, you know, naked gun pictures or something like that? Wait, you know, yeah, remember OJ. where he, yeah. OJ gets caught under the car, under the crawl, and they're dragging him down the road? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Life imitating art. Okay. Scientists in an... Antarctica risked exposure in sub-zero temperatures to pose for a nude calendar. Photograph of a naked, naked man lying on an ice block featured in the 2001 calendar of New Zealand researchers who study seasonal changes. Initially, just a couple hundred copies were produced for families and friends, but demand has led to the production of more. Your balls are showing. No, actually, at first they thought he was tucking, but then they realized no. it was extreme shrinkage. This is actually a quote from one of the guys who photographed said, This year's calendar was shot last October in 30 to 35 below Celsius, which is Ooh. ultra cold. Mm. At that temperature, shrink shrinkage is at a maximum and all men are equal. You had to be careful your extremities didn't get frostbitten or stick to anything. Ugh. Oh. That works with the nuts too. Well, I mean, there's such an ex you're you're going out right. You, you're 98.6. Excuse me while I whip this out. You're touching, I mean, almost dry ice by the time it's it's frozen down there. The, your sack would pull right up in there. <laughs> <laughs> it would pull right into your body. It's what it would. That's what it does. It pulls up. It have to be sucked right in. And I don't think you'd have any shaft left at all. <laughs> <laughs> Be shaftless. Yes, it's true. <sighs> this man has no dick. <laughs> well, why would you want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. These scientists are weird. I guess the same reason you'd want to be up there in the first place, for God's sake. I guess so. Well, Latino superstar Jennifer Lopez is, according at least to London Sunday Mirror, expecting a baby in the fall. Newspaper had reported that her dancer boyfriend, Chris Judd, dropped to one knee and proposed right after J-Lo said she was three months pregnant. Her representative has been silent about both pregnancy and rumors of an engagement. There you go. Three months. Now, have they been going out that long? 
Is there any chance they've been going puppies? out for about no? I guess they've been going out for five or six months. She's a four. Why wow. do you say that, Dark Side? Uh, yeah, it's too fishy. What do you mean? I think it might be his. The whole, you know. Well, I don't I think mean, it was a clean break. I think that she and Puff Daddy had sort of split up even before the official announcement yeah. because that trial she wanted to, which was, you know, nice of her, I think. Sort yeah, of I stick think around she was trying not support. to add yeah. fuel on the fire and, and be supportive, right? I, th- I think you're right about that. Well, good for her. She's happy f- about it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these guys. So did she say yes? Well, it's all rumor and speculation. There's no official word, but oh, oh, okay. apparently she has said yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, so so mm-hmm. it's, we're going to find out. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. I guess it'll be easy to tell in a few months if the rumors were true. Three months, she's going to start showing soon, yeah. probably. Naked Dark Side Dave. <laughs> <laughs> See, come on now. You we should had a yell, meeting on this yesterday. Really? Dark Side, get a hold of yourself. Seriously. Take control. Have some kind of <laughs> personal control of yourself. You said you were moving on to the dirty Sanchez. Way <laughs> he just doesn't have sound bites for that. Whatever the heck that is. Uh, I don't want. I don't ever want to know. Give me time. <laughs> well, naked pictures of Madonna are being used on packets of condoms. She is taking steps to halt the use of these nude photos. These are the ones that were taken of her in the 70s before she was famous. I think they were published in, was it Penthouse or Playboy? About 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, with hairy armpits and everything. They're gross. Sean, what was yeah, what issue was that? April was, of... <laughs> uh, April um, 1987, <laughs> penthouse. Gosh! Um, her publicist For says days. they are unauthorized <laughs> products and they're considering legal action. Now, one story I read said that they're on the packages. Another story I read said they're actually on the condoms themselves. Hmm. It's something about oh. that bowl of fur that just puts a big smile on my face. <laughs> she was very hairy in those pictures. Is it dark? Did she have a big, like, I never, uh, I never saw dark them. bush? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, her hair was black at the time. Yeah. yeah, she had dark hair. She had. Oh, you never saw those pictures? She had mm-hmm. hair under her armpits. Yeah. Sean, mm-hmm. can you take yours out from under the plastic and bring <laughs> it in for you to see? Been saving that issue. Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah, clean them up. They, but they were, yeah, they were not <laughs> yeah. really flattering pictures. No. Mm-hmm. Really unattractive in them. Finally, yeah. Michael Scoopin, you may remember him as the guy who got burned and had to be airlifted out from The Last Survivor, feels his experience is making him ready for something bigger. He is actually considering a run for U.S. Senate as a Republican. I think he's from is Illinois, somewhere in the Midwest. So, he's thinking about it. A lot of, you know, parlay. That's what I tell all young musicians. Parlay mm-hmm. what you've done. I mean, you see a lot of these survivors are parlaying. One of the girls from the first Survivor is in the movie Animal. Right. She didn't do a bad job. My kids were, you know, they thought she was cute. And I don't know which, forgot which one it was. And, and they didn't. They were surprised to hear that she like wasn't like officially an actress. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the girls from this Survivor 2... She's on the cover of like one of those men's magazines that's coming out this month. For him, Did you see I that think. dark side? One no, I didn't see maybe that. Maybe details. De- was it details? One, I don't know. For him, details. I, I can't keep them straight. Yeah, it was one of those magazines. She's on the cover, and so you see a lot of them. You know, they're they're really they're really using their celebrity. It's amazing that these just you know quote unquote average people have achieved such a celebrity mm-hmm. status. It's incredible. 
Mostly sunny today into the mid-80s. Tonight clear only into the 60s for a low. And for tomorrow, some sun, maybe a few thunderstorms around and a high up near 90, which it looks like it'll be throughout the rest of this week. Right now it's 65 at 929. We'll take a break. Uh, which are we going to do here? We'll take a break, come back with some uh, D-mail, that snide remark that we're going to play, the person who won uh, some D-Day invitations. Right on. we return? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, and uh, this just in, um, you know, Mayor Mike is retiring, talking about parlaying. He hate me is running for mayor of Hartford. <laughs> got my vote. Just, you know, just coming in. I don't know his actual name, but he hate me. Mayor, he hate me. <laughs> okay. We're taking a break. We got some uh, D-mail. We got, like I said, a bunch of stuff going on. What do we learn today is on the way as well. So stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Right, stick around. He's a sick man. He has a disease. D. Snyder Radio. <laughs> coming. It is coming quickly. Friday, June 29th from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Oh, it's not midnight anymore. They changed that. Yeah, the park uh, early in the season closes at uh, 10. So Carlito okay. will do his, you know, broadcast up until 10 o'clock. Oh, okay, cool. All right, yeah. Six Flags has declared it D-Day in honor of the second anniversary of D. Snyder Radio. And Radio 104 will be broadcasting live all day from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. That means we're going to be there in the morning and uh, Chaz will be there with Cousin Chris and Will Cow and Middays and Carlito will be there with Scuba. And did they announce some new guy yesterday or something like that? Or they named the new guy? Yeah, he was on the show. I don't know if they... Did they give his yeah. name out? They did. Bildo? Yeah, Bildo. Bildo? Yeah, Bildo. 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 Right. Bildo Baggins. <laughs> right on. Okay, anyway, we'll be broadcasting, but we are going to be doing our special broadcast, our D-Day celebration from the Batman Theater by invitation only from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Okay? From 9 to 10, it's anybody's game. Just download the $10.04 special admission coupon to the park. I mean, I'm sure they'll let you pay full price, but full price is, what, 35 bucks somewhere around there? So uh, you're going to want to take advantage of that special admission coupon. Get in there early at 9 a.m. and come over to the uh, Batman Theater and hang out with D. Snyder Radio for the last hour of the show. And check out 7 Mary 3, who will be performing. they got a new single, Wait, and a new CD called Economy of Sound. Now, the only way you can get to the rest of the party, from 6 a.m. to 9 and there's all sorts of cool things you're going to get, merchant, D-Day merchandise and a commemorative CD and autographed pictures. And you know, there's going to be a big, big party. The only way to get there, two ways. One, you can be calling number 10 when people will tell you to call in. And sure, there's plenty of opportunities to do that, to win invitations. We're going to have a th over 1,000 guests joining us for the celebration. The other way is to call into our Snide Remarks voicemail line. Okay, the number is 860-723-6071.
What you want to do is tell us how D. Snyder Radio affected your life, and you want to keep it short and sweet. This is an easy way to get invited. A lot of people have been calling and talking for two or three minutes and going on and on and on and on and with, with no real focus and saying glowing, wonderful things, but that's not going to get on the radio. Two or three minutes is a long time, okay? So you want to just get in there and get out, and here's example. Here's somebody who has won invitations to D-Day. Play for me, Dark Side. Hey, how did the D. Snyder radio affect my life? Well, D, I'm a black guy raised in Harlem. I've been listening to rock music since a kid, but I've been a closet rock star guy, and D. Snyder brought me out the closet, and I'm proud to say I'm a rocker. Rock out, rock on with your cocks out, D. Both of them. I keep them both on the full display. Um, he rocks so much. He needs more than one. Take me. He's rocking. That works. That brought him out of the closet. Grew up in Harlem. An African-American embracing rock and roll because of D. Snyder Radio. And, and where are the white women at? So I, do we have this guy's name? Yeah, I've got it. I've got all his information. Good. He's already been contacted. Can we say his first name? Yeah, Bill. <laughs> Bill who? You want to Oh, Bill Jones. Bill Jones. Right. Okay. So Bill Jones <laughs> has got a pair of invitations to D-Day. All right. He's joining the party. Short and sweet. Just the right amount of kissing up. Never fails. That's 860-723-6071 or Snyder Remarks. Voicemail line. Leave a message. Tell us how D-Snyder Radio has affected your life. Okay. And uh, we'll do another one tomorrow, hopefully. Nicholas? Yeah, we will. That's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just, Sean's distracting me. Okay, whatever you say. This <laughs> is too infantile lately, so I'm just going to back off yeah, a little bit. Yeah, dark side, Dave. Oh, my gosh. He's killing me, Dave. Can you talk I to know, him? He's, he's, re he's really... He's just, I'm in the zone. <laughs> this is, this is no-brow, okay? Ah. This highbrow, this lowbrow, this is no-brow, Beth. No brow humor. Okay. All right. First of all, uh, let's do a little a little reaction here, a little D-mail to finish off this part of the show. Uh, it's all about shame of the city. I first would like to just thank Cindy from Shelton, uh, the Dreamweaver. Thank you. And also um, Merman from Wally World. People who wrote just nice letters to Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. Beth, just you know, saying how much... Mm -hmm. The show means to them, and uh, it's always nice. It's always nice to meet a fan. Oh, actually, there's one letter I will. Well, there's actually a couple other letters before I get to Shame of the City reaction. This one says, uh, hey, what's up? Can you tell me? Uh, no, it says, what happened on the Jason Ross interview? Can you tell me if he disclosed any information dealing with the fact that his voice now sounds like Rick Springfield reincarnate? I mean, the guttural punch is gone, and I plopped down 14 bucks for this mofo. Or his balls shot off in some foreign war we are not privy to. Signed, Lab. He's Who? referring to Seven Mary Three. The band is playing oh. D-Day, too. Um, I, I do have to say that when I heard Wait, which is a pretty good song, it's not very heavy, it definitely seems like a different band. Dark said, Dave, what did you think? As, a per, as opposed to Cumbersome, you know? Oh, yeah, totally different direction. It's did been it sound a long like the time same? since that first album came out. So... Suggested their sound. I like the sound of this right? one, though. No, this no, is the new one. This is the new one. This is Wait. Well, it sounds good. 
Now, interestingly enough, when my son Cody heard this, who's really into music, but he's not a Seven Mary Three fan, he heard this song. He said, "Oh, is that those guys who are going to play D-Day? Is that is that they did that song Cumbersome?" I said, "You recognized it." So I mean, I, you know, I thought the song was cool, but it definitely sounds a little bit different than the Cumbersome had that. Ah, here we come. A little angrier on this track. Too little, too late, too bad to do what? How's the rest of that new album? Have you listened to it, Nick? It's in the office. Yeah, it's good. Yeah? I heard it. Yeah, it is good. I think they'll be able to uh, get a few more singles out there off that right. record. Well, anyway, I, so, you know, I, I know what you're talking about, Lab, but it's, uh, it's a different sound. Remember somebody said that there's a huge... Somebody driving around with a huge D Euro on their car. Mm-hmm. And I said it was legend. That was urban legend. Mm-hmm. Well, the Deep River Outlaw says, I can confirm the existence of the extra large D Euro. However, at this time, I cannot divulge who the owner of such may be. It measures 19 inches across and is dead smack in the center of the hood of a VW Jetta. D, the thing looks sweet. That's the Deep River Outlaw. Wow. It's not just urban legend. It's out there, Beth. The huge, extra-large D-Euro. Okay, now on to the shame of the city reaction, and it was huge, gentlemen. Huge. Gary B. writes, I love Nick's take on the quality of life in Hartford. Mm. While I must say I agree with the view that people's public display of eating is akin to the way we ate some 10,000 years ago. People's eating habits are my worst pet peeve. I voice my opinion strongly about it to these people, mostly my friends, but all I get is rudeness back about it, or they reinforce their eating habits in front of me. Nick, I'm surprised you haven't gone after this sooner, because you get very grossed out by people eating. You can't even look at somebody who's eating. Yeah, I can't even eat in our cafeteria anymore. I eat in the office facing the wall. (laughs) Just rack up another issue he's got, you know? Quality of life. It's all about the quality of life. You can only eat facing the wall. God. <laughs> Genghis John. <laughs> no problems here. No. All clear. Genghis John writes, Nick has found the perfect quote for himself. I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> no, I love I, that. I know he gives me nightmares on a regular basis. It was <laughs> all in the delivery, too. It was just so deadpan. Very nice. Big Mama says, this, is, this was absolutely the funniest shame of the city yet. Finally today, I heard someone tell him to get lost right off the cuff instead of being badgered for five minutes. I thought this one was funny, too. I, I thought this was funnier than the bathroom one, which I know you guys all loved. This one just oh, was, it tickled th- me more, this one. I don't know why. This was big. It was, yeah. it was as big. Um, this is interesting. This comes, uh, says, Nick, next time you find someone who physically threatens you, please tell a cop. You have freedom of speech. If someone tells you to leave... That's fine. But adding the part about the black eye was uncalled for, and actually, Nick, it's illegal. Under the law, a cop could take him under custody. Charges would not be brought against him, but the humiliation and inconvenience of temporary incarceration would be enough to make him think twice about threatening people. Signed, outraged Norm and Meredith. Wait till he finds you when he is released (laughs) in custody. (laughs) Yeah, but it'd be one way to fight bullies, Beth, you know? Get him off the street. All right, uh, Prophet writes, the ambiguously gay duo strikes again, keeping the streets of Hartford safe from those who would violate proper food consumption laws. 
And P.S. I agree. You have to get Darkside to put that quote on your worst nightmare in the mm-hmm. fart machine. That was some funny excrement. Sign the prophet. Uh, Michelle Z says today's shame of the city was fantastic. Felatio and Amatio make a great duo out on the street. I thought I would die laughing when Nick uh, was addressing the finger liquor and told the woman, "Right now, I'm your worst nightmare." I believe that was actually the whole right. quote. <laughs> Who are you? Right now, I'm your worst nightmare. (laughs) And Sean was official as ever, even when he was getting hit in the chest with someone else's partially chewed food. You did good, Chubby. You did good. (laughs) Oh, man. Hunter Rose says, I didn't think Nick could get any more in your face than telling overweight people they were disgusting him with their fat bodies and making them stand on scales. Then he blew uh, then he blew that away when he went into a public restroom and critiqued people's bathroom habits. But by far what Nick did at the Taste of Hartford was the most invasive and disturbing thing he has ever done and I loved every minute of it. You guys deserve much credit for a very difficult assignment. Mm, thank you. And lastly Eric from Waterbury says, "D Nick was funny as hell. He should be more careful though." Or maybe bring somebody along with him who is not such a big wimp. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh that's Who's this from? Sean. Who's this from? Eric from Waterbury. And before you, before you rebut, he has the top five things that you'll never hear Sean say. <laughs> oh, really? Are you ready? Number five. Nick, we can take him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, I told you we could kick their ass. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, stand behind me, Nick. I'll take care of these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, thing that Sean would never hear Sean say, man, I'm in the mood for a fight. (laughs) And the number one thing you'll never hear Sean say is, D, do you need any extra security at your next show? (laughs) Well, Eric from Waterbury, I am a trained killer. Oh, my my God. I'm trained by the United States Army. Oh, my God. I could kill a man with my hands. And sometimes I'm afraid to, like, you know, really go off. Unleash? Yeah, unleash. Sean. Because I could be arrested, Beth. I mean, man needs to lose some weight. I'm on your side. I understand the role of the company clerk is essential in any kind of <laughs> army field office. But to say that you're a trained killer and you can take out people with your bare You went hands. through basic training 17 years ago. 17 and years ago. And then you stapled okay. papers. Well, well, unfortunately, those who are ignorant to it don't have no idea what I went oh through. Oh, my God. And now you're a meatball. <laughs> well, you have no idea what I went through. Oh, God. I know you'd have a tough time crawling under that barbed wire fence right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> okay, okay. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Hey, the company clerk has to be prepared to defend his country just as yeah. well as the next guy. Okay. Let's Everybody see. loved tr- Radar. They loved him. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Radar could hold his own. He was <laughs> yeah. badass, that Radar. Yeah. Maybe we should call you Radar. <laughs> You're kind of Radar-ish. Oh, that was my nickname, actually. Was it really? Yes, <laughs> unfortunately. Would you like a grape knee high? I hated that. <laughs> yeah.
Made me drink, uh, Jack Daniels. <laughs> okay. We're taking a break. We're coming back. What do we learn today is next. Now, I have a feeling that... Uh, what are we giving away with what we learned today today, Nick? Uh, we get a prize pack. Awesome. Brand new Designer Radio t-shirt in there. Euro. Coupons for Denny's. Give you a free entree. Just throw that in there. Tell me nothing. And then everybody loves Denny's. And an autographed photo. 860-666-4444. Tell us what you learned. Share with us. Enlighten us. We like it. You win the prize pack. It's as simple as that. Call now. It's D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. You'll make it yours as well. Call D now. 666-4444. That's the whole idea. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. What was that commercial? The last one it played. It was all music at the end. There was like no mm -hmm. talking on it. Maybe there was supposed to be a spoken tag at the tag, end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what was going <laughs> on? <laughs> so there's this Superman music going. Uh, did we miss something or is that just... No, it's, I don't think it was us. Production. Somebody else's bad? Yep. It wasn't our bad? As long yep. as it wasn't our bad, I'm cool with that. I'm down with that. Hey, uh... Okay, we're gearing up. You know what? I just, I got so much stuff. Would you guys mind if I just said some quick thanks? Sure, no. To some listeners, you know, who wrote in. Because I get these piles of things, you know, I like to acknowledge people who take the time to write. And, you know, just say, say you know, nice things. So, uh, thanks to Mindy, Ladybug, thank you. Also, Amber Ray, uh, England Lady, thank you. And you're wel and welcome to the fold. Scully, you're welcome, man. And Knight, thank you, okay? Again, these just people wrote nice emails. But it's time to do a little singing. What do we learn today is now. But we got a sponsor, Dice that Dave? Yeah, it's brought to you by Boomer McLeod of Orange, which is located on Boston Post Road in Orange. Hey, everybody. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Heather from Shelton's on the phone. Good morning. Hello, Heather. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So what did you learn today, Heather? Well, I finally learned the answer to the age-old riddle, what's black and white and red all over. It was that guy who was reading the newspaper driving behind Ooh. the truck. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was a one-star psycho. You're out of your mind. Oh, Psychos that's are, not right. That was good. That came that back to mind as soon as you said that article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hope it's not my brother one day. I'd feel really bummed. Frank, if you're listening, stop reading behind the wheel, you lunatic. What do you got to prove? We all think you're nuts anyway, mm. bro. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Beth Lockwood. I learned that, uh, not that I'm planning on doing this, but if you're going to be a prostitute, it's good to know the exchange rate of the country <laughs> in which you're turning tricks. Or you may end up with just 43 cents, like those hookers in Czechoslovakia. The Czech Republic. No, no kidding. I thought a thousand lira was a lot. It's 43 cents. 43 cents. Now, you know, I always wondered, if you got a currency that's so pathetic, 
that you've been reduced with thousands equal pennies. Wouldn't you knock some zeros over? You make it 10 liras, 43 cents, you know what I mean? And just bring everything down a couple notches? Or is it they already have the, the money printed up? They probably have the money. And so maybe they like don't feel like they should revolve around the United States. I don't know. So what's $100? The thousand is 43 cents. What would $100 be, Dark Side? Um, a gazillion? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's yeah. a gazillion. Good job, D. <laughs> 1,000 lira. Let's talk to Phoenix from Hartford. Good morning, Phoenix. Hey, good morning, D. What's going on, man? Hey, I learned today that on Psycho Down, it's helpful from lead singer's disease. I think you're right. <laughs> very, he is talks, clearly. Yeah, his game show host disease. Don't yeah, yeah. He... Game. Don't question the host. Just let the host give you the questions. No kidding. He's uh, he's uh, He could sing for a band. He was a little off the hook today. He was pretty off the hook, but I did dispute him. Lilliputia. What kind of frigging question was that? You got a responsibility as a game show, don't hey, you? Hey, you won. I lost a point because of you. I'm thought they beat me. I won. Oh, that's right. I got jumped over because I protested. <laughs> he, got, he got even with me on that one. Now, speaking of Dark Side Dave, the winner, who's got that neat stamp set for his son when he grows up. Hey, what did you learn today, bro? I learned that if you're going to uh, buy a helicopter ride for a loved oh. one, make sure you tell them to duck when they're going to get onto it. Yeah. Oh. You ever see Dawn of the Dead, Dark Side? Dawn of the Dead. I think I might. After the zombies come back to life. I think I saw. Oh that no, one. but I saw oh, that one. <laughs> you did? No. <laughs> oh, well, you saw The Exorcist. Well, there's a, there's one zombie that walks is coming after the guys, at, and they're in the helicopter, and he walks right into the into the blades. That Top happens of his in, head gets uh, cut off. Indiana Jones movie too. I remember <laughs> that you don't see. Yeah, and it, the really. blood drips yeah. down. You see him sort of stand there for a second <laughs> with the top of his skull cut off. It's awesome. Oh, well, uh, maybe I'll rent that one. Yeah, it's a good rental. You and Glenn really enjoy it yeah, after you sure. come back from the theater. Hmm. Uh, Bonnie from Manchester. Good morning, Bonnie. Hi, good morning, Dee. How you doing? I'm good. So what did you learn today, Bonnie? I learned that um, Nick not only sees dead people, but he does them. He's oh. a deviant that he would even do a woman over 100 years old. And I think he's a borderline necrophiliac. Right. Oh, my God. You think? I, I do dead people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do a dead person. Yeah, you even have your limits right now. <laughs> yeah, I draw the line. All right. All right, I'll bite. How much? <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to play this game again. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> his parents listening. gone through enough? Yeah. <laughs> Take heart, Mrs. Lentino. He said he would not actually have relations with dead people. No, no he said, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> that means he has a price. He doesn't want to put a price tag on it. <laughs> oh, so, Nick. Ooh, um... Yeah, today I learned that um, Beth actually uh, made me aware of a story that's happening in the Philippines where they're chopping people's heads off D, to form a more Islamic state. So I figured around here, you know what I mean? We're a big show, and I think we should take over. So what I'm going to do this afternoon is go around the building, and whoever doesn't conform to our rules of D. Snyder Radio... I'm going to chop their heads off. <laughs> well, I might have Sean do the actual chopping off, but um, I will let them know that if they don't conform to T. Snyder Radio Law, 
It's, a, it's over. Is this the new shame of the city? We're working on it for next week? This <laughs> is shame of the building. You're weird. Shame of the building. <laughs> or shame of Longmeadow, as some call it. Uh, you know what I learned? Something's going on in Bristol. There's something in the water. We were talking about the death penalty, and there was one moment where I had the entire phone lines lit up with people from Bristol, guys from Bristol who wanted to, like, torture Tim, uh, Tim McVeigh. They were hostile in Bristol. They got Lake Compounds there. They got ESPN. I've been there doing the Soapbox Derby thing with my kid. Never knew that before. I got to be careful. Watch your back. No kidding. Well, weed them and weep, Sean. What do we got? All right. Heather from... (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Uh, Heather from Shelton learned uh, basically what's black and white and red all over, and that is the guy who crashed his car and was killed while reading the paper. Phoenix from Hartford learned as Psycho Dan has himself contracted lead singer's disease. I hate this song. And Bonnie from Manchester learned that Nick not only sees dead people, but there's a good possibility that he would even do a dead person. You know his words in this song? Yeah. Yeah, suicide is easy. It's painless. Suicide is painless. 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 Manson sang it. Yeah. He did a he did a cover of this. Pretty cool. Well, I, uh, well yeah. even though it's in really poor taste, I mean I think Heather. Oh Heather's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? The one star? Are you right. kidding? The reverse system here. Heather, sweet. Sweet job. Very funny, Heather. Thank you. Very funny. How'd you like to write for the show? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Heather. We'll get your information. You get a prize pack. Phoenix and Bonnie, well played, but not today, okay? Time to go because Will Cow's in the house. see what's going on. What do you need to know? Well, tomorrow, brand new On the Road with Mudbone. Okay, you got that to look forward to. And who's going to snap first? We're going to have some fun with that. Going to find out. I know, you know, but sometimes you might say, okay, Psycho's the obvious one. But sometimes it's the quiet ones. Whatever, you know, you always see in the paper. Some guy goes nuts, kills his family. They go, he was a quiet man. He was a quiet man. Psycho is a little quiet, though. We should make our predictions up front tomorrow, Beth. Okay. Before we take the test and then see the, the real deal, you know, what happens. Okay, also, get your song parodies together, people. We're starting to play them. We've had some good ones already. They're pouring in. The deadline is June 22nd. All the information you need about the song parody contest and its incredible grand prize of the Sea-Doo GTS Personal Watercraft are online at Radio104.com. Get the address and everything like that, okay? So you can check that out, which is good. Also, tomorrow we'll give away more D-Day invitations. Try the uh, the easy way. I think it's an easy way. I mean, if you're a big fan of the show, D-Sign Radio has had to affect your life in some way, and I'm sure you can make up something. Call us at 860-723-6071. Tell us. Keep it short and tight and sweet, okay? Like Bill Jones did today. Okay, be focused. You may want to write it down on a piece of paper so you don't get all tongue-tied on the air. Tell us, and you can win yourself a pair of invitations to D-Day as well. The big event is coming. Get ready, people. D-Day 2 is on the way. All right, Will Cow's in the house. Get ready for his show. Have a great day. Keep listening to Radio 104. See you tomorrow. We don't want to take it. No. We'd rather not take it We're not inclined to take it At this time